With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And we're with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, what are we talking about this evening, afternoon, whatever? I forget. I th- I'm going to have to give you another cup of coffee. I think so. I really am. I think I'm going to do that in a little while. Anyway, we will start the show with a prayer. Uh, the United States Flag Day is Wednesday. Do you know how to treat our flag? Uh, this is near and dear to Brian's heart, how they treat the flag. We will tell you. Then the ups and downs for the week. More news from Venezuela because we didn't get to it. And medical madness because we didn't get to it. The illegal alien invasion report. There is a war on Christians. We'll tell you how. And guess what, Democrats? You are hoodwinking the blacks. And we'll tell you how if we get to it. Telling them how for over 10 years. I know. <laughs> All right. Sunday, time for a prayer. Reverend Jacob Duche's first prayer in Congress, September the 7th, 1774, from the foundationforum.com. Now, this has nothing to do with our Congress. No. 1774 was a Continental Congress. Yes. And it should say that. They should never have said in Congress. I know, but that's what they did. I could change it if you want for the Continental Congress. I don't care what it says anymore. I'm past it. You know, and I put this prayer up because these cockroaches up there, they need... Way, they need to be, like, I don't know, rebaptized or something. They just need the devil gone from them. <laughs> uh cleansed with water oh you're going over there Mm. I am leaving the studio four blue ones and the five no yeah and on top of that two of the one and one of the other I don't want to say I don't want to say it out loud on air I don't want to know what drugs I'm taking (laughs) all right time for a prayer O Lord, our Heavenly Father, King of kings and Lord of lords, 
who dost from thy throne behold all the dwellers upon the earth, and reignest with power supreme and uncontrolled over all kingdoms, empires, and governments. Look down in mercy, we beseech thee, upon these our American states, who have fled to thee from the rod of the oppressor, and thrown themselves upon thy gracious protection, desiring henceforth to be dependent only on thee. To thee they have appealed for the righteousness of their cause. To thee do they look up for that continence and support which thou alone can give. Take them, therefore, Heavenly Father, under thy nurturing care. Give them wisdom in counsel, valor in the field. Defeat the malicious designs of our cruel adversaries. Convince them of the unrighteousness of their cause. And if they persist in their sanguinary purposes, O oh, let the voice of thy unerring justice sound in their hearts, constrain them to drop the weapons of war from their innerved hands in the day of battle. Be thou present, O God of wisdom, and direct the counsels of this honorable assembly. Enable them to settle things upon the best and surest foundation, that the scene of blood may be speedily closed that harmony and peace may effectually be restored, and truth and justice, religion and piety, prevail and flourish amongst thy people. Preserve the wealth, <clears throat> preserve the health of their bodies and the vigor of their minds. Shower down upon them and the millions they represent such temporal blessings as thou seest expedient for them in this world, and crown them with everlasting glory in the world to come. Amen. Okay, with that, we're going to talk about flag etiquette, because flag day is this week. I think it's Thursday. This is from uh, our blog, since I did it every flag day. <laughs> U.S. flag etiquette. Now, pay attention. <clears throat> Here are some facts about how to handle and display the U.S. flag. I concentrate on the areas that I have seen abused in the past, taken from 4 U.S.C. 6. That's U.S. code. It's a law. How to fold the flag of the United States of America. Fold the flag in half, widthwise, twice. Fold up a triangle. Start at the striped end and repeat until only the end of the union is exposed. The, they're talking about the uh, the stars and, blue and the uh, blue background. Then fold down the square into a triangle and tuck inside the folds. Practice that a few times and you'll, you'll never have a problem again. It is the universal custom to display the flag only from sunrise to sunset on buildings and on stationary flagstaffs in the open. However, when a patriotic effect is desired, the flag may be displayed 24 hours a day if properly illuminated during the hours of darkness. Most of you have that taken care of if you put it anywhere near your porch light. The flag should be displayed on all days, especially on 
New Year's Day, January the 1st. Inauguration Day, January the 20th. Lincoln's Birthday, February the 12th. Washington's Birthday, third Monday in February. Yes, under they have not changed this under flag etiquette. They didn't put the two Lincoln and Washington days together called President's Day. Easter Sunday. Mother's Day, second Sunday in May. Armed Forces Day, third Saturday in May. Memorial Day, half staff until noon, the last Monday in May. Now, when flying a flag at half mast, you first raise the flag up to the top, then you lower it to half mast. It's very important. Flag Day, June 14th. Independence Day, July the 4th. Labor Day, first Monday in September. Constitution Day, September the 17th. Columbus Day, second Monday in October. Navy Day, October the 27th. The only constitutional branch of the military. Uh, Veterans Day, November 11th. Thanksgiving Day, 4th Thursday in November. And Christmas Day, December the 25th. And other such days as may be proclaimed by the President of the United States, the birthday of the states, and on state holidays. The flag should be displayed during school days in or near every schoolhouse. The flag should not be displayed on a float in a parade, except from a staff. The flag should not be draped over the hood, top sides, or back of a vehicle, or of a railroad train or a boat. When the flag is displayed on a motor car, the staff shall be fixed firmly to the chassis or clamped to the right fender. No other flag or pennant should be placed above a, or, if on the same level, to the right of the flag of the United States of America, except during church services conducted by naval chaplains at sea, when the church pennant may be flown above the flag during church services for the personnel of the Navy. The flag of the United States of America, when it is displayed with another flag against a wall from cross staffs, should be on the right, the flag's own right, and its staff should be on, should be in front of the staff of the other flag. Talking about cross staffs. The flag of the United States of America should be at the center and at the highest point of the group when a number of flags of states or localities or pennants of societies are grouped and displayed from staffs. That's straight up and down staffs, not crossed. When flags of states, cities, or localities or pennants of societies are flown on the same halyard with the flag of the United States, the latter should always be at the peak. When the flags are flown from adjacent staffs, the flag of the United States should be hoisted first and, lo- and lowered last. No such flag or pennant may be placed above the flag of the United States 
or to the United States flag's right. That's the flag's right, that's your left as you face the flag. So and that, that's the same thing when they were talking about the motor car. So they should have said on the driver's side, to be clear. But when they were saying should be flown to the right of the flag, they're talking about the, you know, to the left of the flag. The flag's left. Well, you get the idea. Anyway, where were we? Uh, the flag's right. There we go. The United States flag's right. When flags of two or more nations are displayed... They ought to be flown from separate staffs on the same height. The flag should be of approximately equal size. International usage forbids the display of the flag of one nation above that of another nation in time of peace. The flag, when flown at half-staff, should be first hoisted to the peak for an instant and then lowered to the half-staff position. The flag should be again raised to the peak before it is lowered for the day. On Memorial Day, the flag should be displayed at half-staff until noon only, then raised to the top of the staff. By order of the President, the flag shall be flown at half-staff upon the death of principal figures of the United States government and the governor of a state territory or possession as a mark of respect to their memory. In the event of the death of other officials or foreign dignitaries, the flag is to be displayed at half-staff according to presidential instruction or orders or in accordance with recognized customs or practices not inconsistent with law. In the event of the death of a present or former official of the government of the United States... Excuse me a minute. Ah, bad dry mouth. In the event of the death of a present or former official of the government of any state, territory, or possession of the United States, the governor of that state, territory, or possession may proclaim that the national flag shall be flown at half-staff. The flag shall be flown at half-staff 30 days from the death of the president or a former president, 10 days from the day of the death of the vice president, the chief justice, or a retired chief justice of the United States, or the speaker of the House of Representatives from the day of death until interment of an associate justice of the Supreme Court. A secretary of an executive or military department, a former vice president or governor of the state, territory or possession, and on the day of death and the following day for a member of Congress. Now, you're not going to remember all this. All you have to do is go to uncooperativeblogger.com. Just spell it right, uncooperativeblogger.com. In the search box, put flag etiquette. It will pop up. When the flag is suspended across a corridor or lobby in a building with only one main entrance, it should be suspended vertically with the union of the flag to the observer's left upon entering. If the building has more than one main entrance, the flag should be suspended vertically near the center of the corridor or lobby with the union to the north. 
when entrances are to the east and west, or to the east when entrances are to the north and south. If there are entrances in more than two directions, the union should be to the east. Section 4. That no disrespect should be shown the flag of the United States of America. Now someone tell me how burning a flag is not showing disrespect for it. The flag should not be dipped to any person or thing. Regimental colors, state flags, and organization or institutional flags are to be dipped as a mark of honor. The flag should never be displayed with the Union down, except as a signal of dire distress and instances of extreme danger to life or property. The flag should never touch anything beneath it, such as the ground, the floor, water, or merchandise. The flag should never be carried flat or horizontally, but always aloft and free. The flag should never be used as wearing apparel, bedding, or drapery. It should never be festooned, drawn back, nor up in folds, but always allowed to fall free. Bunting of blue, white, and red, always arranged with the blue above, the white in the middle, and the red below. Should be used for covering a speaker's desk, draping the front of the platform, and or decoration in general. That's a bunting of blue, white, and red. You've seen those around campaign stages. That's constitutional. That's not the flag. That's just a red, white, and blue bunting. But yet they still have rules, right? Always arranged with the blue above, the white in the middle, and the red below. Should always be used, should be used for covering a speaker's desk, draping the front of the platform, and for decoration in general. The flag should never be fastened, displayed, used, or stored in such a way as to permit it to be easily torn, soiled, or damaged in any way. The flag should never be used as a covering for a ceiling. The flag should never have placed upon it, nor on any part of it, nor attached to it, any mark, insignia, letter, word, figure, design, picture, or drawing of any nature. And we all know that that's been violated over and over again. The flag should never be used as a receptacle for receiving, holding, carrying, or delivering anything. The flag should never be used for advertising purposes in any manner whatsoever. It should not be embroidered on such articles as cushions or handkerchiefs, and the like, printed or otherwise impressed on paper napkins or boxes or anything that is designed for temporary use and discard. Advertising signs should be fastened to a staff or halyard from which the flag is flown. No part of the flag should ever be used as a costume or athletic uniform. However, a flag patch may be affixed to the uniform of military personnel firemen, policemen, and members of patriotic organizations. The flag represents a living country and is itself considered a living thing. Therefore, the lapel flag pin, being a replica, should be worn on the left lapel 
near the heart. The flag, when it is in such condition that it is no longer a fitting emblem for display, should be destroyed in a dignified way, preferably by burning. However, burying is acceptable. But burning is the preferred way. You don't need much garbage can and a, and a grate to go over the top of it to make a fire, and even in, even in New York City. But if that's just not available to you, or you can't find a way to do it, if you can find a place to bury it in a city, okay. The ups and downs for the week. Down. And homie the comey sucks. From USA Today. After former FBI Director James Homie Comey made headlines with his testimony this week, the spotlight is now on Jeff Sessions. The Attorney General said Saturday he will accept an invitation to appear before the Senate Intelligence Committee on Tuesday. In light of the reports regarding Mr. Homie Comey's recent testimony, the Attorney General wrote in a letter Senator Richard Shelby, Chairman of the Appropriations Subcommittee on Justice, It is important that I have an opportunity to address these matters in the Senate Intelligence Committee, which has been conducting an investigation and has access to relevant classified information. Sessions' testimony is expected to occur Tuesday in a closed meeting and to focus on the moments leading up to the private February 14 conversation where, according to Homie Comey, President Trump pressed the then-FBI director to drop the investigation into former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Um, That is not what he said. He did not say that. He never said that. All he said was, he said, and it's, I don't know, the president said he lied like crazy, but um, what what he said was, hope this mess with Flynn can go away because he's a really good guy. That doesn't mean I'm ordering you to stop the investigation, which, by the way, the president can do. The president can order investigations started, and they can order investigations stopped by the FBI, because the FBI works for the Justice Department, and the Justice Department works for the executive, which is Donald Trump. Not chief executive, like some people like to say. We don't have a chief executive in our government. That's for that's for uh, corporations. We just have the executive, which is the President of the United States, not the chief executive. He's the commander-in-chief. Don't get confused. Homie Comey has testified that he thought it was improper for his then-boss Sessions to have been excluded from that meeting, and he has said that he didn't want to be alone with the president again to avoid the appearance of undue influence. Right. I believe him. Homie the Comey also testified that he wrote memos detailing that meeting and others with Trump because he was concerned that the president might lie about the nature of our meeting, he told Senate Intelligence Committee on Thursday. Or you would just set yourself up with a little golden parachute. Remember, these are just unverified memos, things written down or typed down by him himself, not witnessed by anybody. It's just 
memos to himself. That's not, that's the, he could have, he could have wrote them up after he left. And Trump hasn't been caught in one lie. Not one. Homie the Comey's been caught in numerous lies. He had to go back and adjust his testimony three times before all this. Three times. Go back to Congress and adjust his testimony. That means he didn't do, that means it was wrong the first time. That means it was wrong the second time. That means he figured he got it right the third time. And now this. Come on, he got fired and the president dissed him on the way out on top of it. And this is just this is just what he's planning to do, get back at him if he ever had the chance. And well, here he is. And he's enjoying all this tension, boy. He's a narcissist. Unbelievable. I don't care. Everybody says that they know he's such a nice guy. He's an obvious narcissist, and they are never nice guys. All he gives a crap about is himself. He didn't give a crap about this country when he's playing his little games, and he doesn't give a crap about this country now when he's playing more games. How can you believe the testimony of Comey under oath when he had to modify his statement under oath three times previously? The man is, it's a he said, he said nonsense, and he's completely incredible. Not Donald Trump. He's never been caught in a lie. You guys like to call everything he says lies, but it always turns out to be the truth. Don't you feel stupid? No, you probably don't feel anything except frustration. So, only the gummy. <laughs> the liar thinks pres- the president might lie about what they said in a private meeting, which I noticed the president didn't even talk about, ever. Only one to bring it up is homie gummy. These are all self-serving memos. You can't they can't be trusted because they're, they're by a perjurer. He's admitted to perjury because he changed it does not match his testimony previously. It contradicts his testimony. That means he's either perjuring this time or he perjured himself last time, but the one thing we do know is he has perjured himself. Now, I want to see his butt go to jail for it. I want to see somebody's butt go to jail for something. I'd like to see everybody's butt go to jail that's been skating for decades. I mean, give me a break. Nobody's going to jail. I mean, God, Brian, they throw away the key on us. Oh, us? Yeah. (laughs) I had a secret clearance. I'd be be in there with the the sex change guy. Manning? (laughs) Yeah, I'd be in Fort Leavenworth for sure. Uh, It's amazing how people get away with stuff. Anyway, before you go on. Okay. We're going to go to a break. Send Co-op Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems a certain voodoo priest who... Who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. 
it can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-
Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour Half of One. Okay, where were we? We were talking about liars. Yeah. Homie the Kobe calling calling anybody a liar. It's projection. Especially Jeff Sessions. By the way, he's worth... Uh, uh, he, homie the Kobe is worth $33 million. Did you know that? And plus he's getting a book deal. Yeah. And, I really and who knows know. what position in the world government. Yes, exactly. I want to know because there's no... This man is not stupid. Why would he... Say he was a leaker. Why would he? Part- he is definitely Did, getting something. I want to know if they gave him immunity before he testified. Because why would he? Why does a lawyer write up his testimony in writing and contradict his previous testimony under oath? That's perjury in writing. It's. I, I don't. I, he's getting something big, Brian. He really is. Well, if he, he if he isn't going to jail, that's big enough. But he'll be getting more than that. He might go to jail. But, you know, later on he'll be pardoned. And he'll have more than $33 million then. Again, he's, he's, worked in, he's worked for his place in the New World Order. That's what, he's, that's what all this is about. And his, and his ego, of course. All right, uh, who is this now? Comey, Homie Comey said, yeah, it might lie. He told the Senate Intelligence Committee on Thursday, we also were aware of facts that I can't discuss in open setting that would make Sessions continued engagement in a Russia-related investigation problematic, Homie the Comey added. Those undisclosed facts may have to do with possible third meeting Sessions had with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak after Sessions blatantly disclosed two other meetings with Kislyak. After belatedly, sorry, that's their opinion of it. Belatedly, I'm sorry. I have to have. I I had a mess with the Russian ambassador. What? Why is that a problem? He's he's going to be the head of the Department of Justice. That's what they're talking. Everybody around which the him. FBI works for. You, you see, you, you see where I'm going with this. <clears throat> so, homie, uh, the Comey would have had to work with Sessions and. Uh, he does he didn't like he doesn't like sessions because sessions is too much of a straight shooter and that's why I, I think it's laughable that because he said he didn't have any specific meetings with the Russians about X y and Z that that's probably the truth he probably was meeting with the Russian ambassador for another reason I don't know what that reason is I haven't heard sessions talk about it that seems like they're making a lot of bald face uh, claims and prosecuting sessions here. What it's Comey, Homie Comey, lying to Congress, playing games, abuse of power. That's the real message here. Admits to leaking, which is a felony. Again, he purged himself a felony. He leaked the felony, admitted to both felonies. Why is he still walking around? That's absolutely ridiculous. Now that now that other people started using redonkulous, I don't use it. <laughs> I think I stopped using it after my daughter picked it up. Yes. Um. So anyway, sessions had previously. No, wait. Back back up on what? Though contact between the White House and the FBI has long been routed through the Attorney General or Deputy Attorney General, 
Sessions recruited himself from overseeing the FBI investigation into Russia's interference with last year's election after failing to disclose meetings with Kislyak during his January confirmation hearing. He wasn't, I'm sure he wasn't asked pointedly. Did you meet? Did you meet with any Russians? Yeah, I, I'm guaranteed. I saw the. I saw the hearings. That never came up. Unbelievable. They're never going to let this Russian thing go ever. Sessions had previously been scheduled to testify before Senate and House Appropriations Subcommittees Tuesday, but now that he's appearing before Senate Intelligence Committee, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein will testify before those panels instead. So, no, they're never going to let it go. And it's a very dangerous game they're playing. And they don't care. Do you know how easy it is to ramp this up into a nuclear war? We we kicked all the Russian ambassadors out of the country. They don't even have an embassy here. Oh, but the fuzzy muzzies do. Right. No, he doesn't. Well, every mosque is an embassy. Uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, but again, we we are diplomatically isolating ourselves from Russia because Obama kicked them all out. Remember, I don't. I I'm pretty sure Trump said they could come back in, but during, but because of the Russia investigation, I bet he didn't because he couldn't because it wouldn't look good. So we're in a position of Cold War back to Cold War two minutes before midnight nonsense, where any stupidity could set off a nuclear war. And uh, this is the game the Democrats are playing. And you want to know why? Because they don't give a crap if there's a world war. No, they want the whole thing to blow up. They have their place in in Cheyenne Mountain or wherever else their private little bunkers are. Or they can ride it out. At least they think they can. Um, but we all know that, you know, you're going to be underground for generations before you can come up. It's not going to be like, oh, in 20 years, all that radiation cleared up nicely. Uh, No. No, if it was irradiated when you went down, it's going to be irradiated when you come up, unless you wait hundreds of years. Look up the half-life of plutonium. Half-life. I believe it's something like 10,000 years, something like that. It's it's ridiculous. But anyway, uh, just better hope it's an atom bomb instead of a nuclear bomb will be better off all right moving on to an up down you're gonna hate this one also (laughs) this is is another liar another liar Uh well the dc's full of those It's, it's just refreshing to find someone to tell you the truth which is how everybody feels about trump because he's not a liar he tells people the truth that's why he makes deals, because people know that he's telling the truth. He's a straight shooter. Oh, he's a liar. Stop projecting your candidate's problems onto mine, okay? It's it's Hitlery that's a liar. It's Obamatus that's a liar. Not Trump. All right, an up down from CNS News. The legal watchdog group, Judicial Watch, on Thursday submitted new evidence to a U.S. district court showing that former Secretary of State Hitlery Rotten Clinton, the butcher of Benghazi, used an insecure BlackBerry phone after being warned of the risk of doing so by security hawks. The newly released Clinton email was sent to Susan Kennedy, 
the chief of staff to former California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger. On March the 7th, 2009, Kennedy wrote to newly minted Secretary of State Clinton, Just in case you are still allowed to carry your BlackBerry, your friends are watching with great pride. Really? <laughs> Clinton responded the following day, Against the advice of the security hawks, I still do carry my berry, but I am prohibited from using it in my office, where I spend most of my time when I'm not on a plane or in a no-coverage country. You know, that was eight years ago. Yep. That means she knew she was not supposed to be using unsecured devices, and not only did she just have her BlackBerry, she had numerous devices and numerous servers <laughs> that she busted up into little pieces. I bet she enjoyed that, though. According to the uh, State Department, Clinton met with Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov while visiting Geneva, Switzerland, March the 6th through 7th, 2009. She traveled to Turkey on later, on March the 7th, the final stop of her overseas tour. Judicial Watch said the email exchange confirms that Hitler Rotten Clinton reviewed, or was at least informed, about a March 6, 2009 information memo from Assistant Secretary of State for Diplomatic Security Eric J. Boswell to Ms. Mills. You ladies out there call yourself Ms. I despise it. I do too. It's dis Why would you not? What's wrong with being a Mrs. or a Miss? I, I, why do you need Ms? I, so you can't tell if some woman's married or not. That's really where this came from. Yeah, it came the from. Feminazis the feminazis yep, wanted a word yep, yep. that they would use so that you could tell if a woman was married or not. Right. Because they don't want people, women to get married. And it's encouraged, it makes it easier for women not to be married. That and not taking their husband's uh, last name. Yeah, I can. They did that I don't like crap that too. Well, then they changed it to hyphenated. Because a lot of women were, you know, us regular women, real women, were like getting kind of pissed. So they gave us a bone and they said, oh, no, you can hyphenate now. Well, I don't know. That, that, that didn't make sense. They, the hyphenated with the maiden name and then the husband's name. Right. right. That's wrong. That's not tradition. <laughs> I know you, it's not. You wonder how homosexual marriage came about. Well, okay, how did that come about? Same way. Same way, by left-wing progs, uh, especially professional women, that didn't want people to know whether or not they were married. And uh, that's the reason for it. That's why I despise it. And you should, too. No conservative woman should ever call themselves Ms. No. Miss or Mrs. Just like the beauty pageants. The, the memo stated that Boswell cannot stress too strongly that any unclassified BlackBerry is highly vulnerable in any setting to remotely and covertly monitoring conversations, retrieving email, and exploiting calendars. Judicial Watch obtained the email after filing a FOIA lawsuit to obtain all emails of official State Department business received or sent by former Deputy Chief of Staff Huma Abedin. From January 1st, 2009 through February 1st, 2013, using a non-state.gov email address. Huma Abedin, if you do not know, is the lesbian lover for Hitler. 
Okay, so they wanted four years of this uh, emails, four years, and it took them eight years to get it. Yep. See, that's why you say a normal person. We're allowed to have this information. This had to we, go through the courts. Yeah, yeah you we can't could. Do it. A normal person could never get this no, information. You would have the money to go flying around, go to go to court. Yeah, for how many years? <laughs> oh, ten. That does that does include all the paperwork you're going to be doing in between. Trust me, they love their paperwork. You want to know why? It it lets it lets lawyers beef up their hours. That's why the more the more you have paperwork before the trial, the more money the lawyer makes. And that's why the rules of the court are done the way the rules of the court are done. Yeah, because most judges are former lawyers. It's like this big happy party. If I if I known when I was in court what I know now, I would have I would have billed the other party for my legal fees. All right. Um, so anyway, yeah, she's the deputy chief of staff for Hitler. Hitler at the, at the time, and uh, also her long-term lover, because they were together before, before she was secretary of state. Before a uh, long, long time ago, they've been together for like a long time, and I don't think that's a coincidence at all. And I always said that that marriage had an unusual relationship, and that's because they're one of those open marriage people. <laughs> Oh, Billy Boy is very open. <laughs> the discovery of this new email brings the total number of emails not turned over to the FBI by Clinton to 433. And we know lots more than that were destroyed. At the beginning of the FBI's investigation, she submitted 55,000 pages of emails. Yeah, but she had like 2 million pages of emails. Mrs. Clinton. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, it's a quote, so I guess they had to use that, huh? Mrs. Clinton seemed ignored, seemingly ignored the advice of the security hawks. Seemingly? How is it seemingly? This was the right time to use the word literally that's abused. Literally. You, this is literally what you did. You hate when I say literally. Yeah, because it's not ever literal. It's... Oh, never mind. Uh, Mrs. Clinton seemed ignored, seemingly ignored... The advice of security hawks. Well, that statement clearly proves that she ignored, not seemingly did ignore. And we know she ignored. That much we know. She lied, she hid, she destroyed. And and it was hacked by numerous, according to the CIA, by numerous foreign agents, agencies. Numerous foreign agencies gained, gained access to her server. Which means everything on it. Which means that's why you're not supposed to do it. But she did it anyway. Is it just because she's a raging narcissistic bitch? Or is it because she wanted those agencies to gain access to that information? Maybe she was paid by Russia. I don't know. Maybe through her Clinton Foundation. Yeah, Maybe maybe that's where that Russian money came from and why it was sent there. Because then the, we gave them 20% of our uranium to Russia. That's the deal Hitler made. She's not in jail. Anybody else would have been in jail a long time ago. Long before she was Secretary of State. There's a reason she had to give up. They both had to give up their law licenses. Uh, the Clintons, uh, uh, the Clintons had to because, well, we had the Watergate scandal for the, the witch. She gave up her 
she gave up her legal her, her attorney's license and that's how she's got away that's how they get away with things they're not supposed to do and if you just turn in your law license then the investigation goes away is that watergate for clinton uh no watergate uh forgot what it was called now uh i forgot to white water white water that's it good job hon <laughs> i still have a few brain cells left <laughs> Uh, All of these people should be in jail. They're jet-setting around, skiing, flying, drinking champagne, and laughing at us. The foundation should have been shut down and everybody involved thrown in prison. The Clinton Foundation was nothing more than a giant slush fund for the Clintons. And they, they, they would put money in the slush fund and then they would agree to do X, Y, and Z, to go speak here or whatever. And uh, whatever they wanted to do. She would say, well, you know, if I get it. Well, actually, she wouldn't say it. She'd do, her aide would say it because the aide gets to go to jail for Clinton. I don't think, it, I don't know. Women are crazy, especially progressive women. They might go to jail for her. But she'd tell them, you know, if you put, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to the foundation, to a charitable organization, then Ms. Clinton may have time to meet with you. That was, in general, what happened. That is not made up. That is what has been said happened. And then she, she would meet with the people after they donated. Now, this should be easy. Get her calendar and look at the donations put into the the, the fund, because they're not that smart, the Clintons, by the way. So uh, they think they are. That's their problem. They're really kind of dumb. So they're already, they're still violating the law. So at any time now, uh, we can throw them in jail whenever we wanted because I guarantee you there's a bazillion crimes we can get them on. And uh, it doesn't matter how many other ones they get away with, they're still going to jail. Well, what do you say about criminals all the time? But nobody's going to prosecute her because all prosecutors are politicians and she is a political nightmare. What do you say all the time about criminals? I don't even know if you've ever said it on the radio show when they get caught. So, oh, I don't say it when they get caught. I just say they're all, they're all a bunch of wimps. They, they're not brave at all. They, if they think you're a threat, they won't come after you. No, 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 no. What you say is that even if whatever they get caught for, they've done. Oh, that. Yeah. Oh, anybody knows that. If no, they don't. When you catch, when you throw, when you throw a criminal behind bars, you do realize that wasn't his first crime, or hers. Uh, most criminals don't get caught the first time. If they do, they end up turning out not to be criminals because their very first experience didn't go well. So criminals uh, have committed lots of crimes, and I've met many of them. And they'll, they, I said it to them, and they, they laughed and said, oh, yeah, of course not. I said, I did a lot more stuff than that. Uh, if they ever caught, caught me for that, they'd never let me out. But that that's the truth. I just think it's common sense. I know common sense is dead, but try real hard. Maybe we can bring it back. Come on, I'll get the paddles out and charge her up to 300 jewels. Um, where was I? Mrs. Clinton seemingly ignored blah, blah, blah. She did ignore not seemingly anything. Violated numerous laws related to handling of classified material and government documents, said Judicial Watch President Tom Fitton. The State Department sat on this document for 18 months. It is a smoking gun that shows why she must be held accountable under criminal and civil law. Yay, go after the Clintons. Yay. Donald Trump said she'd go by and bar, but he didn't say he'd be the one to do it. 
He said he wasn't going after her. No, when he during the campaign, he said she she would go behind bars. Yeah, if he was president. Right, and then he then he said, "Well, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother with that. I can't be bothered with that right now. I'm not going after the Clintons." Uh, that means he's not going after the Clintons. That doesn't mean he doesn't put other people up to it. Ah, maybe he know. I'm sure he knows the people at Judicial Watch. Uh, maybe he knows that the this stuff is going coming up and coming out, and he doesn't have to do anything. He he didn't say he would personally put her behind bars. Um, the FBI now that Homie Comey's not in charge uh, should be sent when you when he finally gets his person approved uh, goes right after the Clinton Foundation. That's the first job: investigate the Clinton Foundation and the ties to money from foreign governments that went into that fund that related to Hillary Clinton meeting with these people. Now we're going to see what real Russian collusion looks like. Because the Democrats are deep in it. I wish I had sent that article to Susan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Numerous Democrats have numerous uh, ties to to Russia. Oh, yeah. You see, they always project. It's not Donald Trump that has all these ties to Russia. It's the, it's the Democrats. And they assume because they do bad things that, that he's going to do the same bad things. That's, that's called left-wing projection. They do it all the time. Well, and that's why they can't stand him, because they don't know how to deal with him. He's not a politician. <laughs> and they have nothing on him. He doesn't want a career in politics. He has plenty of money. He doesn't need our money. In fact, he's not even taking a salary. Everybody's screaming for, I want him to pay back for all his golf trips. Uh, those golf trips weren't golf trips. They were working trips. doesn't matter. It's on his golf course. Right, but the jet cost X amount of dollars. you got to be kidding me. You blow down this road, I'm going to send a bill to the Obamas. Oh, yeah. He is not taking more vacations or done more golfing because, by the way, most of the time when he was at Mar-a-Lago, he wasn't playing golf. He was meeting with people in his clubhouse. That's where he likes to do business, on the golf course, where most CEOs like to do business. That's not the same thing as going just to play golf, which is all Obamanists did. Because he wanted to be the next Tiger Woods. Ain't going to happen. I've seen his scores. He sucks. He, he, all that golf and he still sucks. If he, if he played that much golf for eight years, for goodness sakes, you know how many times he went golfing? He should be on the pro circuit by now. <laughs> and if he doesn't show up on the pro circuit pretty soon, he's, it means he never will. Because after eight years of practice, you still can't golf. Oh, idiot. And it, that was all vacations. And let's not talk about the separate vacations that Obamanists took. Separate vacations. And they never went to some place where he was doing business. Oh, no. But we have to go to a break. Joe Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned. Cause we'll be right back. <laughs> When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitles them, a decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. 
Read the Declaration of Independence. It's an old document that never grows old. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Are you a city-dwelling liberal who loves the environment? Do you cry every night because you feel that global warming will destroy the earth by the time you wake up? Is your only goal in life to smash the George Bush and Dick Cheney evil oil empire? And is Al Gore your arch-magi of all that is green? Then do we have a solution for you! Yes, liberals, here's your chance to do your part to change America from a freedom-loving republic to a communist-socialist paradise. Just walk, bike, or drive your carbon-credit vehicle to the uncooperative moped dealership. We carry an assortment of diverse and politically correct mopeds in every style and color, liberal smell not included. Our dealership knows the importance of stopping global warming and defeating the warmongering conservative from taking over the world by getting rid of all the cars, SUVs, light trucks and pickup trucks, and soccer mom vans from our city streets. So drive your patchouli-loving ass out of the gas-guzzling, environmentally-destroying, mechanically-driven device today and onto one of our fully-loaded mopeds. Al Gore will be glad you did. Woo! I don't know if this is a good idea, son. Using funk. But, Dad, we gotta reach out to our place somehow. Besides, I love James Brown. <laughs> what will your mother think? The border goes from coast to coast. Easy to get into here. We got intercontinental overload. Just slip under the fence. It don't make any sense. When there's no documentation, that's too far. And somehow or some way we're gonna find out who you are. Sneaking in America. Trying to hide from immigration. Sneaking in America. Land, across the nation, sneaking in America. Got to have some legislation. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain. Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail. Away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different. Feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. She'll be all right. For a while. For a while. Smile until Barack comes back and she goes on the attack and it doesn't work. Oh, hell! You know, I taught her well. You couldn't tell that she fakes crying. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the President, Mr. President,
With all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry Reid from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. Was acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End of story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done, uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. I guess that second cup of coffee's kicking in. Scooby-dooby-doo. Yes, it is. Caffeine. Caffeine. More caffeine. When I was in in paramedic school in New York City, uh, they had their own academy, and we had to go to school five days a week. It was seven to three, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So we got out before the traffic. Um, yeah, for nine months. and Like having a baby. <laughs> oh, unlike having the baby, the first trimester was the hard part, the hardest part. Uh, but anyway, I forgot what I was going to say now. Coffee, caffeine. Oh, caffeine. Yeah, I did nothing but drink coffee all day, so I could stay awake. Anatomy and physiology. This The NYU professor... It's teaching us anatomy and physiology one and two in six months. That's a that's a year long study yeah, in is. college. Yeah, I had to do that for a year. Eight hours a day of lecture. Have you ever tried to listen to somebody talk for eight hours? I mean, okay, we got we we're supposed to get breaks, but he always forgot unless we reminded him, and uh, so we didn't get most a lot of our breaks. But we at least got lunch to get away from him. Uh, but sometimes he'd forget when lunch was too. It's like, and it seemed like the instructors for the academy didn't care. They didn't pay any attention, they didn't monitor them or anything. So, uh, yeah, we had to tell them when we needed to go to break, or and we learned that pretty quick. But I got to tell you, four hours of lecture is. After a while, it just doesn't sink in anymore. Your brain's like a a sponge that has filled its capacity, and nothing else is going in. Right. And yeah. I'm, I didn't really learn from lecture. I'm a studier, so I always study up on what he's going to talk about the day before he's going to talk about it. So it was always a day ahead where you're supposed to be. You're supposed to do your homework assignment on what we're going to talk tomorrow. Your homework assignment is go read this chapter and we'll talk about it tomorrow. What do most kids do? Not do it because we're going to talk about it tomorrow. I'll just listen to him tomorrow. Uh, that doesn't work for me. I have to read. I like reading ahead of time, knowing what he's talking about, and then listening to him how he explains it which means i have intelligent questions it's not stupid questions like like this woman in my class who'd been through the 
Academy three times already, failed three times. And she's still asking dumb questions. Like, you say, you've always heard this, never such a thing as a stupid question, right? The the guy, the instructor that was teaching us A&B said that in the beginning of class and also said that uh, this course usually takes a, a year to teach and I have to teach it to you in six weeks. Good luck. <laughs> nice pep talk. <laughs> this guy was, he was amazingly pain in the neck. He was, uh, he's one of those people that have identic memories. So he could tell you what's on every page in the book, but he doesn't understand any of it. And he admits that right from the beginning, but then debates me over what the book is saying and what he's saying. He's wrong. That now suddenly he's debating me. I'm not wrong. I'm like, well, but you are. You admitted you don't understand anything. So how could you be right? (laughs) I was a 10-minute debate, and the the, uh, instructors were there and watching it. (laughs) Well, and that's what you lived on, caffeine. All day long. At one point, I, I was throwing PVCs. I was drinking so much coffee. I had to get out of the classroom because uh, I was feeling kind of lightheaded and my pulse was irregular. Uh, that's another long story. But, yeah, I had to wear a, a harness for a while, the EKG harness. Halt a monitor. Yeah, that thing. But it was just too much coffee. I, my heart was fine. <laughs> <laughs> too much partying, too. I, I, I was going out partying. A lot. <laughs> a lot at night before class. And then I still had to get up at 7 in the morning. Anyway, that's enough of that talk. Nostalgia. Back to the ups, downs, and up from Fox News. Warner Brothers Wonder Woman wrapped up Cruises The Mummy at the weekend box office, pulling in an estimated $57.2 million in North American theaters, according to Studio Estimates Sunday. Universal's The Mummy looked at its age, selling a relative feeble $32.2 million in tickets in its debut weekend. That couldn't compete with Wonder Woman in its second weekend, the Gal Gadot superhero film, directed by Patty Jenkins, was quickly earned $205 million domestically in two weeks. Okay, now, I just want to... And I'm sorry, is this an affirmative action hire, really? I've never heard of a director, a female director ever. No, I ever. haven't either. And it's a woman superhero with a female director. Okay. Oh, come on now. I know, I know, I know. I, you got this thing against women, and I understand, because it's just way too much. Every time you op- to call anybody... Anybody in business, anybody in tech support, anybody, customer service, all women. women. When you get a man, I am shocked. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Usually my problem gets fixed. But (laughs) Sorry, ladies, but it's true. But the reason that I wanted this, I put this as an up, is because this movie, not so much here in the United States, but across the world, has been protested by everybody because the woman that stars in this is an Israeli. And they wanted this movie boycotted. Their fuzzy muzzies were in the streets. They didn't want them shown in theaters over in um, France because she's an Israeli. And it, it, it topped everybody at the box yeah. office. Arabs and Muslims, they're not prejudiced. Most prejudiced people on the planet, and they gladly Bes- gas every Jew. Besides black people, they're very racist, too. That's true. But where you think of the, you know, the heart of Islam is in Africa. 
I know. It's kind of weird. And actually, most of the blacks that are in prison get uh, converted to Islam. Not, not, not most, but yeah, they do convert and they do recruit, I should say, in prisons and have been. And everybody, and the FBI knows about this. So why are we allowing, oh, we can't have, you can't restrict their religious liberty. Well, I'm sorry, but Islam isn't just the religion. It it, it is subversion. It teaches overthrow of governments. Not if you feel like it. You must until you rule the world. That's Islam. And they and they convert by the use of the sword, not scripture like Christians. And you know, why isn't Christians always under attack in this country? I don't hear Muslims I don't hear nobody attacks Muslims. Uh, but you could, we're free free range on Christians, right? This country was founded by Christians. Getting away from religious persecution in Europe. They were Christians. May have been a Jew here or there, uh, but overwhelmingly the country was Christian. Yeah, there were Jews in the And almost all of the the framers in the Constitutional Convention were Christians. Not deists, not anything, Christians. And Jefferson was a Christian. A proud Christian. So... You got it all wrong. And if you hear the left talking about Thomas Jefferson, it all set them straight. Notice you, they don't hear, you don't hear too much about Thomas Jefferson anymore, right? That's because we've been we've fired back. See, we that studied U.S. history knew they were lying about what Jefferson was saying and taking it out of context. And so we flipped the tables on them. We used Jefferson against them. Now they don't talk about Jefferson anymore. And anyway, he's just a now he's just a slave raper. As far as they're concerned. No, their new golden child is Hamilton. Hamilton, the the, uh, the play, Hamilton. Oh, they have a whole series on the History Channel. (laughs) Hamilton's, Hamilton on the view on the country in the founding documents. Oh my lord. Hamilton was a status. He might have been the original progressive. It gotta be kidding me. The man was a, a, he tried constantly, even though he had no vote in the convention. He nope. constantly worked behind the scenes yep. to increase the power of the central government. Then, when he got into the government, the constitutional government, he set about doing it right away. What, what's the first thing he did? Oh, get the first bank of the United States of America. He was treasurer at the time. Yeah, he convinced Washington that it was it was constitutional because there are implied powers in the Constitution. Now, Alexander Hamilton knows that was a lie because he audited the class he was there just like me i was there through madison's notes you could be there through madison's notes you could go to patriotspub.us patriotspub.us u.s history the constitution founding fathers just the facts see it's simple patriotspub.us it's listen from episode one please i i made sure i put everything in context for you so you can understand not if you don't have to memorize squat you're going to understand the founding of this nation and its founding documents. I guarantee it better than you'll ever get by, well, I, I just say, you know, pointy-headed professor, but we all know they don't really teach the Constitution. The only reason that Hamilton was around anyway was because um, George Washington stuck up for him because he was his aide-de-camp. That was one of the reasons. Yeah, and he sided with him every time against against. Uh, Madison and, and Jefferson. Todd Jefferson, they couldn't, even during the convention, because when we do the Women of the Revolution, we do some of the husbands that, you know, were that are part of our founding fathers, our founding mothers, 
And we have to include, you know, what they went through, too, because it was influencing what the wife was going through. And uh, Jefferson was constantly writing letters to his wife about this idiot Hamilton. (laughs) I'd like to read the whole collection of those. Because as I've always said, (laughs) Burr didn't shoot Hamilton soon enough. And the progs are celebrating them. That's stupid play. They are, because Hamilton... Was the original progressive. That's why they're now going to beat that drum dead. And now it's, oh, they made it a Broadway play. Now it's a miniseries on the History Channel. It must be true. It's on the History Channel. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched the History Channel, but uh, uh, the people that run it are giant progs. So not really history. I, I, I only go to the History Channel for their entertainment stuff. That, that's it. I, I would never go to anything historical. That's that's a joke. That's laughable. They're teaching the same nonsense they're teaching in, in college. It's nonsense. It's just wrong. It's brainwashing. It's propaganda. It's anything but education. Same with Nat Geo. Yeah, it, 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 I, I don't get that channel, so I don't really care. Yeah, the only thing you watch on the History Channel is Making of the Swords. Oh, yeah, the Forge show. Uh, people call this a... a reality show let me explain i don't like reality shows and this is not a reality show a contest show is not a reality show it's it's completely different a reality show is it's got ringers in it that are that are trying to make things entertaining and it's all staged and nonsense no i i prefer if regular contests where people are just competing against each other and you're watching it on tv is not a reality show it is reality. It's real. See, they did that. They ruined another word. Reality show. Re- real. It's got the word real in it. And reality means it's it's here. It's factual. It, it makes you. It's not. It's a lie. They used. A, they took over another word and, and destroyed it. They're not reality shows. They're make believe shows. So call it what they are. Make believe shows. Because the crafting, the forging of swords out of various weird types of metal and, and knives and hatchets and all, all kinds of things, that is a skill and that is a contest among skilled people. It's not, it's not like the one guy in there, we already know he's going to win. Let's just, let's just play this up. No, they don't know who's going to win ahead of time. That's another thing that's not reality show. Uh, please stop using the term. It's a make-believe show. Uh, if you haven't watched The Forge, uh, I think it's it's in its second season. I think now, Cutting Edge, Cutting Deeper. That's it. That's the second. That's the second uh, year. The first year just plain Forged in Fire. So it's Forged in Fire and then Forged in Fire, Cutting Deeper. I finally caught up to Cutting Deeper. I tur- got turned on to the show late. I've been catching up. Uh, some of those things you have to watch in a series kind of way anyway. I mean, every every show is individual, stands alone, doesn't matter. But uh, I, I find it fascinating. I've always wanted a forge, but uh, that stuff takes money. Anyway, back to Fox News and Warner Brothers. Wonder Woman, I don't know how the heck we got where we were from there, but there you go. All right, so they've sold a relatively feeble 32.2 million in tickets. And that could compete with Wonder Woman in its second weekend, which is uh, Patty Jenkins, as director, has quickly earned $205 million domestically in two weeks. 
The poor North American opening for The Mummy, which costs an estimated $125 million to produce, meant a weak start for Universal's Ballyhood Dark Universe. The Mummy is intended to launch a new Marvel-style connected franchise that resurrects many of the famous monster characters, including Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Invisible Man, from the studio's vaults. Uh, hate to break it to you, but if you haven't noticed, it's superhero stuff that we want to see. Do you think it's Wonder Woman got all that because nothing more than superhero? That's because she's a superhero. That's it. It's not because Wonder Woman's fantastic. The comic book wasn't all that good. Universal could still point to a strong ticket sales overseas, where The Mummy grossed $141.8 million in 63 territories, including $52.2 million in China. Why couldn't they get the guy that starred the other two mummies? Why did they go with uh, the little guy? <laughs> That's what I call him, the little guy. Oh, he's a little guy. Uh, Cruz. That's who's the, who's the lead, and the mummy, the lead of the mummy's always been, uh, oh, with Susan when she knows, he really likes that actor. All right, um, so 141.8 million in 63 territories, including 52.2 million in China. According to Universal, it's the biggest worldwide opening for crews whose star power shines brightest internationally, where audiences have been more forgiving of the actor's baggage. But critics slammed the film directed by Alex Kurtzman. It has a dismal 17% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know why anyone listens to those sites like Rotten Tomatoes. When I go there, and if they give it a low rating, I got to see it, because they're almost always wrong. They're... These critics, they're always highfalutin, like how theater should be. I like something entertaining. Uh, They like something intellectual. I don't get my intellect from entertainment. By definition, it's entertainment. I learn things by learning things. I read. So audiences agreed, giving The Mummy a B-minus cinema score. Universal Distribution executives trumpeted the film's international performance while acknowledging the North American gross left something to be desired. But should there be any doubt, it's still full steam ahead for the Dark Universe. Johnny Depp is already signed up to play the Invisible Man, as is Javier Bardem, to play Frankenstein's monster. Beauty and the Beast director Bill Condon is set to helm Bride of Frankenstein. Duncan Clark, president of international distribution for Universal, played down the connective tissue between The Mummy and future Dark Universe releases. Dark Universe, I love it. They call it the Dark Universe, they could do monsters. Uh, the the array of titles available for us and the talent we have coming on board for the ones coming up, they all have to operate as an individual title, said Clark. We're looking forward to Bill Condon's movie. We're looking forward to any number of the ones in the group. I don't think one can look at any one film 
that has an influence on the 10 that we could possibly do. Universal has grown enormous franchises from humble beginnings before, mostly notable with the now-dominant, never-ending Fast and Furious movies, the success of Wonder Woman, now with $435 million globally, also points to a studio, Warner Brothers, pivoting after a poor response to previous DC comic release, Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman. The stupidest DC comic stuff in the world of what you chose to make movies of. You're a doofus. And by the way, I'm not a fan of DC comics to begin with. But I do like Arrow, the show. I didn't read Arrow, the comic book. I was a Marvels guy. Anyway. Uh, Paul Dagarabedinian. What? Paul Dagarabedinian. Dagarabedian. Dagarabedian. Paul Dagarabedian. What a name. Senior media analyst for Comscore said The Mummy opening showing showed the challenge of launching a franchise with North American audiences who are more deterred by bad reviews. But the Dark Universe has to start somewhere, said Dagarabedian. It's worth pursuing because the creative possibilities are endless. Lessons are learned from every movie. I don't think this debut in North America should deter them from moving forward. Well, I don't know why it would be deterred in America. Uh, Last time I checked, we liked those monster movies. I'm not a fan of any of the monster movies except Frankenstein's Monster. Oh, and The Mummy. But that that's a new thing, not an old thing. I know, to, to some of you kids, it's really new. I, it's really not that old. It's, I get it. All right, down from Dow Jones Newswires. Uber Technologies Incorporated. Executive Emil Michael, one of Chief Executive Travis's Kalanick's closest confidants, is planning to resign as soon as Monday amid a continuing investigation into the company's workplace culture, according to people familiar with the matter. Have you noticed that this is the new thing they tout? All this workspace culture. Now, besides everything else they've got their hands in, they are trying to take control of corporate boardrooms. Doing it through, of course... A victimhood class. The women aren't treated equally in business. Horse crap. If anything, they're treated better than men. Oh, but their salaries on average are bippity bippity boo. Their salaries on average are lower because they don't work the hours men do on average. They don't work. They don't not take vacations on average. They do not do the overtime on average that men do. So men make more money. It's a salaried position. No matter how many hours you put in, you only get your salary. And yet, men are required to put in about 20 hours overtime per week. While women are not. Because women will take less pay, will take a better, an easier job, a lower paying job, if it means she can spend time with her family. And we're not talking about the career women that are now trying to use uh, sexual uh, 
abuse as a way to move up the ladder. It used to be they slept their way to the top. Now they sue their way to the top. Like still using sex, man. Really? Any, any female, have you seen any high-profile female being fired from any place that didn't claim after being fired that they were sexually abused? Or sexually assaulted, excuse me. Is it, it's all the rage in college campuses. Oh, yeah, you're mad at your boyfriend, you sexual assault. You're mad at a boy you slept with, and he doesn't want to—he doesn't want to hang out with you afterward. No, sexual assault. This kind of nonsense going on in our campuses. Besides the, the political crazy nonsense going on, this is part and parcel of that, because this is all about uh, women's rights again. We're not being treated fairly in colleges. We're being sexually assaulted, and <laughs> the way—come on. When you do enough stories about high school girls wearing colored rubber bands on their wrists to sh- advertise what kind of sex acts they have done, you might get me to believe that they're the ones being sexually assaulted in college. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't see it. I see them being sexually promiscuous. I see them using sex as a weapon, and that's what they do. If it, oh, that's, oh, they should have never let that woman go on the blaze. That was, that, she was a fabulous, people loved her. She's a great conservative. (coughs) No, she's not a conservative at all. First of all, she's pro-abortion. Oh, you could be a conservative and be okay murdering innocents in the womb? I don't think so. No, I don't, I I don't think you can. Now, you might not be politically pro-life that that doesn't mean you're pro-abortion <clears throat> it, it might be that you don't believe that conception starts the minute the egg is fertilized they consider that conception well okay then i understand your position but you might be a conservative that doesn't believe that you know if you're a conservative believes that you know first trimester is okay i don't i don't think nowadays you could really be an intelligent conservative and believe in any of that I don't, and I used to, so I don't. I've learned better. <laughs> and this woman stuff, there's always, there's always been problems with women in the workplace since I remember when I was a teenager working. Always. And the women were just, back then, a pain in the neck. And, uh, you know, basically get paid the same money you are for not doing their job. And I only has gotten worse over, over the decades, so... Uh, I can only imagine what they're like now. I, I I imagine they get whatever job they want and they get the, any raises they want too, because otherwise you've sexually assaulted them. Didn't you know not giving a woman a raise, a raise is sexual assault? Uh, you think that's ridiculous? No, I wish it was. I wish it was just a joke. <laughs> it's a joke, but it's also true. So anyway, back to Uber, who's going through this now, too. Uh, Mr. Michael, as chief business officer, helped oversee broad strategy initiatives, including mergers and acquisitions and fundraising. He joined Uber in 2013 from Clout Incorporated, which rates users' online reputation and had worked as an advisor to technology companies. An Uber spokesman declined to comment, and Mr. Michael didn't respond to requests for comment. Is this last name really Michael? Because uh, 
It is Emil Michael. Who who gets a, a first name as their last name? What? How does that happen? There was there was a couple people like that. It's always actually. it's always immigrant names though. It's just bizarre that someone would take a, a given name as their family name. So uh, it, it it sounds far because you have to say Mister Michael. That just it just sounds funny. An Uber spokesman declined to comment, and Mister Michael didn't respond to request for comment. Mister Michael's exit would be among the most senior of a stream of recent executive departures. Mister Michael has been acting as a number two to Mister Kalanick, and is also a personal friend of the co-founder. His departure would come at a sensitive time for Mr. Kalanick, who is due to discuss taking a possible leave of absence from the company at a board meeting due to take place Sunday. Mr. Kalanick didn't respond to a request for comment. It's unclear whether Mr. Michael's resignation is related to a report prepared, prepared by former U.S. Attorney General Eric Holder regarding Uber's workplace culture, which is expected to may have unearthed damaging information about inappropriate behavior at Uber, including sexual harassment, retaliation, bullying, and other matters. People familiar with the matter said. Again, oh, we got bullying. Oh, you didn't give me a safe space. It's not just that. People Uber should know better. They're for young people, right? People familiar with the matter. That's like the newest thing. We don't know who these these fictitious people are, right. but they're all familiar with the matter. Yeah, we don't take that as a source anymore uh, anonymous sources mean your articles likely fake news because well you know they're they're propaganda machines and that's what they do and how much money is uh idiot holder getting from these other taxi big taxi companies right to oh, get rid of our uber you don't have to they're all in this together the progs are all for the progs we all go down together what with the ship that's that's <laughs> When the log rolls over, we'll all be dead. It's part of a. It's part of a. Uh, a joke, actually, a child's joke. It's about flies on a turd in a toilet. <laughs> that describes the frogs perfectly. Are they the flies or are they the turd? It doesn't matter in that story because when the log rolls over, we'll all be dead. <laughs> Susan wants to go to a break. All right, Sarah Quap Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity 
opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drugs Arelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Cooperative Radio Show, hour half of two. Back to this more ridiculous sexual harassment claims. Everybody's sexually harassed. Yep. Uh, the the woman who left the blaze. She, what's the first thing she did, Susan? Sued for sexual harassment. After being fired. After being fired for we don't know what. But considering her attitude about it's no big deal being a conservative who's pro-abortion, it, she wasn't just let go because of that. You had to know there was a lot of problems before that, and that was the last straw that broke the camel's back. Hey. And Layer was fired. And then she immediately filed a sexual harassment lawsuit. Hey, Brian. And, and by the way, they've settled. She dropped her lawsuit because she was being countersued by the blaze. Dropped her lawsuit. And you got... Bill Cosby is still persecuting him going on. Same thing. Oh, gosh. They played I Am Woman in the damn courtroom. Yeah, as women walked in to testify. 
I'm sorry. That's a reason for overturning the judge right there. Go to appeals court. What kind of circus did the judge allow to happen? That's exactly what the judge is supposed to stop from happening. Now, I don't know if it was them walking into the courtroom or they were like outside the courtroom and they just played it in the courthouse. I, I'm not positive on that. So. But they did play it and this woman screamed, I why? hope this haunts you for the rest yeah. of your life. Well, why, would the, why would they allow it to be played in the courtroom? That is what the judge's job is. Not instructing the jury like he normally does. Not overturning or setting aside a jury verdict, which you cannot do, by the way. Not oh no, not constitutionally. No, you cannot. Hey Brian, I said hey Brian three times. Hey Brian, what are you? Homie to the Comey. This would be great. This would be this time for him to come out of the closet. Would and you, then, Sheldon Cooper? <laughs> to come out of the closet and say that he was fired because of sexual harassment by Trump. <laughs> See? Who? Homie to Comey. He got, the next move is for him to come out of the closet and then he can say that he was fired because of sexual harassment by Donald Trump. I don't know, but there's something off about the guy's affect <laughs> No, but, uh, but I'm saying that that's how ridiculous this is. Who knows? He might be homosexual. <laughs> like, now, now's a good time because everyone else is suing for sexual harassment. Now he comes Everybody, out of the closet. It's all, it, all <laughs> the colleges, everyone, everybody's sexually harassing women. Poor women. Oh, the poor women. What did they ever do before we made laws to help protect women from being women? That's what, that's what happens. You're protecting women from being women. But this is a great way to go after companies. No, it's not a great way. It, and it's going to cause a backlash. Because that's what they did with Fox News, the same thing. It's going to cause a backlash. Any free time the left overuses something, notice it goes away, right? They, you can't live on that stuff forever because sooner or later the people start figuring out it's a lie. You can't, just because you replaced, you know, they repeated for years and you believed it. And then you found out that it was all a lie and they just changed the lie. They just change the way they're they're just doing what they're doing. You just change the lie. It's all they do. One lie to another. I point to all their names. Originally their names, anti gun groups used to have anti gun group names. Now they all have names that sound like they're pro gun when they're not. See it it's just horrible. The frogs are always about labeling, propagandizing brainwashing they have been like this from the beginning and someone said you know my thing about nobody's lived under the constitution we've been for over a hundred years nobody's lived under the constitution and uh someone said well, what about those people i just saw a woman's 112 years old i'm like i said over a hundred years uh the first time it popped up its head that i discovered it in history was in the 1820s so, there you have it. Uh, it's been around for a long time. Again, collective, collectivism, socialism, communism, label it whatever you want, wasn't invented by Karl Marx. It was, it was here long before Karl Marx. Are actually, the, the pilgrims were actually a communist. They didn't call it that. They were a communal group, a communist group, where everybody shared everything nobody owned private property that was the original colony and it, the first this is what they didn't tell you when they told you the lies they were starving to death because they didn't and they didn't know they could drink the water and they ran out of beer they were they were dying from thirst and none of that happened none of that happened 
And the Indians didn't come to the rescue either. Nope. It didn't happen. They died 50% the first winter because, uh, well, as a commune, all communes suck. One guy doesn't pull the load. The next thing you know, everybody's looking at that guy resting in a hammock while they're working hard. And next thing you know, everybody's resting in hammocks and nobody's made... Making any food. Well, we're going to prove that when you get to the part about Venezuela. It's been proven. It's been proven <laughs> by definition because that very next year they threw out that charter that they were sent there with and said, screw you. Everybody gets equal properties. But you all own private property and you keep the whatever you get on your private property is yours. Then no, nobody died of starvation that next winter. See? Oh, John Jamestown too. Same thing. That's two. That's the very founding of the Pilgrims. And that's Jamestown. That's an early colony later on. Both of them were communist experiments. The company that sponsored them gave them a charter, which was communism. But but how could that be? Karl Marx wasn't alive yet. It's because Karl Marx didn't create it. He just labeled it. Look, there's nothing new under the sun. I keep telling everybody this. None of these concepts, none of the ways societies have been mowing along have been happening for centuries. There's nothing new. And we are, right now, Rome burning. Uh, I don't think we're burning yet, but we're getting there. (laughs) We're certainly getting there with all the terrorist attacks, aren't we? Yeah, we're back to the Crusades. The Fuzzy Muzzies even said, go out and kill the Crusaders. <laughs> that was their edict during this Ramad- this lovely Ramadan season of peace. They call us Crusaders. Yeah. Go out and kill all Christians, well, the Crusade- Crusaders. The Crusaders were created to fight the Muslim horde that had invaded Europe. They made it all the way to Cordoba, Spain. That's where the famous Victory Mach still stands. Why Spain didn't destroy it is beyond me. You do know the Spanish Inquisition was about, right? You had crazy Christians going after witches. Wrong. Angry Christians getting rid of Muslims from Spain. That is why it was created. Had nothing to do with witches. Nothing. It had to do with... The church used the term infidel to describe Muslims. Yeah, see, they, they probably got it from us, the word. They, don't, they make up everything. <laughs> so, anyway. So no, they steal. He gave the edict to uh, purge Spain of infidels. And so after they got done with the Muslims, the crazy bishop uh, made more inquisitions, and he went after all non-Catholics as infidels. That's where the Protestants were being slaughtered. That was happening during the Spanish Inquisition. It was the Second or Third Inquisition. Uh, Yeah, that happened. But it was not supposed to happen. It was about getting rid of Muslims, getting them out of Europe. And I suggest we need an Inquisition in this country now. All Muslims must go. No, we're not going to kill them if we don't have to. You know, they're terrorists and, you know. Then we happen to line them up against the wall and shoot them. That's the Geneva Convention. Yeah, Progs, before touting things constantly, maybe you should read it. I guarantee you everyone uses the term Geneva Convention on the left. Uh, it's never even read the Geneva Accords. They have no idea what's in it. 
They assume what's in it, whatever they want. That's what's in it. No. If you want to follow the Geneva Convention on Muslims, all the ones in Gitmo should have been lined up against the wall and shot. When people are found behind enemy lines, not in uniform, they're to be considered spies and shot on sight. No no court trials, nothing. Just shot. I said that all through people going, hey, get rid of Gitmo. Get the, blah, 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 blah. Follow the Geneva Convention. My God, we're not even following the Ge- uh, <clears throat> yes, you're right. We should follow the Geneva Convention. My apologies. Let's round them up, put them up against the wall, and shoot them because that's the Geneva Convention. Again, they they don't know what they're talking about. They never do. They never have to because it doesn't matter if they're right or wrong. Facts don't matter to them. It just matters what they want the outcome to be. How they get it is irrelevant to them. That's the difference between progressives and conservatives. All right, back to Mr. Michael. I would hate to go through name with a name like Mr. Michael. Stirred up a storm of controversy around Uber after allegedly suggesting in November 2014 to a BuzzFeed editor at a party that the company should spend millions of dollars to investigate journalists who were critical. His comments were condemned by Mr. Kalanick at a time who called them terrible and a departure from our values and ideas. Well, it sounds like Mr. Kalanick needs to go and Mr. Michael needs to take his place. He wants to investigate journalists who were critical of Uber. Yes. He resigned, Mr. Michael. Right. And Mr. Kalanick should go. Yeah, because Mr. Kalanick should go. He's saying no, he, no, he condemned his that by Mr. Kalanick, is what it says. His yeah, comments Mr. were condemned by Mr. Kalanick. Which they shouldn't have been. Journalists need to be investigated. They're pieces of crap. It, yeah, but the problem is when it has a, a sound... People, they're just... The left has got a machine that goes after everybody. All companies now, corporations. And editors ready at any time to sue anybody, anywhere. They don't care. It's as long as they get what they want. Like, no matter how much work men do more than women, women should get the same amount of money as men. For doing the same job, not as well. That's what they said. Uh, terrible. A departure of values. And no, they, we have no journalists anymore, except citizen journalists. All journalists are not journalists. They're hacks. They're just political hacks. All of them. Why? Because they went through journalism in the indoctrination centers, in the advanced indoctrination centers you call universities and colleges. Well, that's what that's the nonsense they teach. Ends justify the means, facts mean nothing. Also, here's here's how you'll believe everything about this country is. And they have talking points, basically, that they brainwash these people with. To just how horrible the United States of America is when it absolutely the opposite is true. How horrible the progs have been to this country over a hundred and something years. Uh, I mean, like, the first Prague I found was in the 1820s, so progressivism was already there in the 1820s. Of course, I told you, collectivism, progressivism, this notion has been in Europe already before we even created our government. Was it like, and by the way, not one person in the Philadelphia Convention of 1787 wanted a, a central government that is powerful, 
They all wanted the least amount of power possible for it to function. And that's what they did, and that's what they got. And then we didn't enforce it, and now we have that, which is not what the Constitution says. It doesn't exist. Like this, if you just snap your fingers. None of those agencies, they don't exist. Because constitutionally, they don't exist. So legally, they're supposed to be void. But Brian, you said our economy had to be better before we could start firing people. I said in mass. Well, if you snap your fingers, you're going to get rid of a bunch of people in mass. But you can. Legally, you must actually. To follow the Constitution, really, you'd have, if I was sworn in, I'd have to immediately put an end to all the unconstitutional bureaucracies. It's got to go. It's unconstitutional. Got to go. I don't care what the Supreme Court says. I'm not even waiting for the Supreme Court. I said you're fired. I suggest you go home unless you want to work for free. Um, actually, a lot of those employees that he already got rid of, they're already in court trying to sue Donald Trump. You're going to sue the President of the United States for being fired from your federal job? That's a civil service position, and if he had he had to have reasons to get rid of you. You can't just get rid of civil servants. There's this whole civil servant law thing. I think he did that because there was but, redundancy in all the agencies, because I know that's what... Uh, the Health and Human Services, um, who is it? The, the soft And by the way, if you get rid of the agency, you can do that. You, then you can do that. If you get rid of their their sub-agencies, which is what they are, if you get rid of the whole position that no longer exists, then they can't, they, they don't have a leg to stand on. So if he did that, they're wasting their time in court. Even the progs, prog judges aren't going to go down that's that That's one of the things that Ben Carson, he was the head of um, Health and Human Services. No, he's not. Yeah, he is. HUD. Oh, yeah, HUD. Is he HUD? Urban oh, development. Urban, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what he said he was doing. He was getting rid of redundancies. He found them, and they actually said to him, you can't do that. And he's like, that's what they're telling. They're telling all of Trump's people. Watch me. You can't do this. Watch me. And he was like, why not? Watch me. And he's like, they didn't have a good, because it's always been like that. That's what they said. Don't care. <laughs> it's always been don't, like that. I don't care. I'm ending the position. It no longer exists. <laughs> But you can't, you can't. I swear, we're dealing with 10-year-olds. They can't do whatever he wants in the executive branch. You dummies don't get that. You gave the executive all this power unconstitutionally, (laughs) illegally. You cannot give power to another branch of government unless you amend the Constitution. How do you like us now? (laughs) And It's true. Since the job, since those jobs are unconstitutional to begin with, then... They're void, and they never existed in the first place, and so you could just go bye-bye. The whole time that Caesar Baracus Obamanus, which should be in jail, rotting rotting in jail, was president, and you said, and you saw everything that they were doing, and everything the Congress and the Senate was allowing him to do, and all all this power and the executive orders, and you said over and over again, be careful what you wish for, because you get somebody in there who's not a prog, and they can do the same exact thing that you're doing, and that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, and I don't see how anyone's going to court to have a leg to stand on, I mean. And they, did, they didn't care because Hillary was a shoe-in. They rigged, even with them rigging oh, but the election. They also, under Obama, has packed the bureaucracies with communists. So, well, I know, they're not communists. Left-wing, liberal, progressive, socialist, commie, fascist, statist, bastards, anarcho-socialist, I don't care. You own it. Anyway, 
back to this disgusting nature with women abusing, well, now it's sexual assault instead of rape. In the 70s, it was rape. Everybody was raping them. Everybody. You know, you give people... You give people a protected class and a little bit of power, and then you're surprised they use it. Mr. Kellenick has been weakened by a perception that his leadership fostered a work culture that tolerated sexual harassment and sexism, which prompted the Holder investigation. No, the Holder investigation was prompted by the unions and the taxicab drivers. Oh, yes. That's why Holder was... That's the only thing... The only reason... If they had decided that they weren't going to be able to operate the way they Uber's business model was operating, then they must be brought down. We can't have that. We can't have... This is union busting. That's why Holder was so invested in these nonsense cases when all these criminal cases he wasn't interested in. Especially if that had anything to do with minorities, blacks, or fuzzy muzzies. Yes, the new Black Panthers should have been his impeachment process. (laughs) He took office and he dropped all charges against whose impeachment? Huh? Holders or Holders. His impeachment should have been Obama right after is... that. No, it would be Holder. Like he's the one that did it. He's in charge of the thing unless he rolls on Obama, then you you can't. But you could certainly impeach him. He should have been impeached. And then I bet if we looked into it. Really aggressively, we could find some criminal charges, too. Well, why do you think all these cockroaches, <clears throat> Congress idiots are on the floor reading articles of impeachment like complete morons? What are, where are they getting at I'm it? just sorry. A, a limelight? Come, I just I, want to know why that uh, that particular senator or congressman, I don't remember where I saw the optic, uh, but he was on the floor with impeachment. It must have been the House, because that's where you impeach. Not right, the it was the House. And he's reading off these articles of impeachment. There were articles of impeachment written up by the Republicans for Barack Obama, and nobody ever talked about it. And they never said anything on the floor. No, but this guy, and get this, he's a black man talking about a white president. Attacking a white president. Where's the racist? Yeah, where's the racist? Where's the race card now? I'm sorry. Uh, And you got to know, it it is more than racist, but they are racist. But it's also ideological, so it's a double whammy. The only thing we have going for us is they don't study anything. They don't understand anything. They don't know anything. And so when we're in a public debate, we just rip them to shreds with facts of which they have none. They just fall apart. You Have you seen any prog being willing to debate any conservative? Why isn't that happening in every college? That If you want to talk, if you want to teach ideology, the way to teach it in college is to study all ideologies. If you want to talk about our political system, good. Have have uh, debates. And one person be the Democrat and the other person be the conservative or Republican. Conservative is a really dirty name for them. Uh, so whatever you want to call it. But, I want you know, let's have those debates. Why do you think that doesn't happen? You know, it used to be. They used to do that in college. They, ha- they used to have uh, fake UN. I think they probably still do that. Because that's a Praga land, so they probably do the UN stuff still. Uh, we had to do that in, let's see, it was in 7th or 8th grade in military school. We had we had to do a UN and we had to do a debate. And which, you didn't get to choose what you got to debate either. They they tell you what your 
going to debate what your stance is going to be, and then you have to justify that stance in the debate. And it's not about winners and losers, it's about learning how to debate. But I got to go to a break. It's Young Quap Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself, not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to RedStateTalkRadio.com. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.SoldiersAngels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia, who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. Mario Obledo was a founding member of MALDEF, the Mexican-American Legal Defense and Education Fund. Obledo stated on a radio talk show, California is going to be a Hispanic state, and anyone who doesn't like it should leave. They ought to go back to Europe. We're going to take over all the political institutions of California. In five years, the Hispanics are going to be the majority population of the state. You also made the statement that California is going to become a Hispanic state, and if anyone doesn't like it, they should leave. Did you say that? I did. They ought to go back to Europe. And you don't think that we fear that with the mindset that you are... And then then the law of the land will be open the borders, let everybody in, burn down billboards, shut up anybody you don't agree with, that once the Hispanics take over, then we're not going to have freedom of speech anymore. You're going to tell us what's okay to say. You're going to tell us when we're crying fire in a crowded theater. You know, it's one thing to cry fire in a crowded theater. It's another thing to set a fire, which you're about to do. I have found that a certain type that calls himself a liberal, and I always thought I was a liberal. <laughs> I came up terribly surprised one time when I found that I was a right-wing conservative <laughs> extremist. But I have listened to everybody's point of view that I ever met, and then decide how I should feel. I mean, 
but these this so-called new liberal group uh, Jesus they never they never listen to your point of view and they make a decision as to what you think and uh, they're articulate enough and in control of enough of the press to force that uh, uh, image out for the average person. I am officially running for President of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She said plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky, don't no, care about Indiana. Don't care. Indiana, with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas, uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. It, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. Oh yeah, caffeine's kicked in. <laughs> Good thing, too. Yeah, well, I'm glad we're doing afternoon shows now. I like it. That's why I'm not already pre-tired, but it's on the radio show. <clears throat> Alright, more, more news from Venezuela which nobody's talking about. And the reason that nobody's talking about it is because Venezuela is a prime example of what happens in socialism. It's collapsing. All right, analysis point to... Uh, oh, sorry, this is from CNS News. Analysis point to increased pressure on Venezuela's military and a growing rift between President Nicolas Maduro and his chief prosecutor as new challenges confronting the president as he tries to centralize his power amid worsening street protests and violence. I'm surprised he has a lawyer. He's been putting everybody in jail. There's like, the prisons are full. Using the chief prosecutor. <laughs> That's like full of these. 
and the UN isn't doing a damn thing. Well, if it doesn't say all this in the article, where are you getting all your information from? Because we've talked about it before. We've talked we've about, talked about we've, it a lot. Yeah, and we're the only ones talking about it, Cam and Company, and RA News is the only one talking about it, and Breitbart News. These are three agencies, me, us, and them, are the only ones talking about Venezuela, and it is imploding. Yeah. They're eating dogs. Oh, I've seen the, the protest. The, I've never seen that many people except uh, in Washington, D.C. during Trump Trump's inauguration or uh, the Tea Party thing. Or it, uh, the... Uh, it was like the Tea Party. That big... It, man, all the highways, okay, over, including bridges, everything, wall-to-wall people, as far as the eye can see. On the Glenn Beck... Pro, uh, the uh, Glenn Beck rally, too, was like that huge. I'm talking about Venezuela, thank you. No, I know, but you said it was as much as the Tea Party. It was also as much as the Glenn Beck one. Oh, no. What's that? <laughs> I don't know, but it's going on over there, too. Yeah, I know. It's all alarms. He's got alarms everywhere, people. Anyway, yeah, Venezuela's imploding. Well... Again, I, ho- I hope that is shown by this article, because I haven't read it yet. They say while the ability of Venezuela's Latin American neighbors to influence Maduro's decisions is very limited, U.S. sanctions on the state-owned oil industry could represent the most leverage any outside power could have. The situation is spiraling out of control, said Michael McCarthy, a research fellow with the Center for Latin American and Latino Studies. In a recent blog post, McCarthy wrote that Maduro was in raw survival mode, and his attempt to rewrite the nation's constitution constituted a move toward outright dictatorship. I don't think Venezuelan politics has ever been as uncertain as they are today, McCarthy said in an interview. Any process that Maduro tries to roll out in terms of centralizing his authority is going to take some give and take in negotiation with the military. Pointing to recent reports that the government's chief prosecutor, Luisa Ortega Diaz, has called on the Supreme Court to reject the rewrite of the Constitution. McCarthy said her loyalty to the Maduro regime is now in question. But it's unclear whether her intention is to lend legitimacy to the Maduro's opponents, pursue her own political ambitions, or make a statement of conscience, McCarthy said. She's been the true celebrity of his 70-day-long political rebellion, he commented. There is definitely a confrontation within the government, but we have to see how this plays out in coming months, said Reggie Thompson, a Latin American analyst with the private security consultancy, Stratfor. Very, very good company, Stratfor. Intelligent, private intelligence company. Ortega Diaz was appointed by Maduro's predecessor, Hugo Chavez, and she has the allegiance of retired military personnel, Thompson noted. There are signs the military is growing uncomfortable with the government's response to the street protests. Thompson said there's no open confrontation between Maduro and the defense minister, but unquestioning support by the military for the government is in doubt. He pointed to a report called by Venezuelan defense minister Vladimir Padrino Lopez 
for the National Guard to stop committing atrocities against protesters. The defense minister is trying to tone down the use of force against protesters, Thompson said. It could be he is afraid the violence is going to escalate and attract the interests of the international community, which would result in sanctions by the U.S. for human rights violations. Why are they worried about the U.S.? Oh, because the U.N. isn't doing a damn thing. No, because the, because we uh, have leverage and nobody else does. Because, after all, we were the one buying their oil. You know, the other thing that you brought up about the Cold War situation with um, Russia it has to do with this as well. Russia has ties to South American uh, companies down there and oh, governments. Oh, of course. Oh, yes. And this, the man that you just read, his first name was Vladimir. We actually highlighted him the last three times that we did the um, about Venezuela because of his close ties. And he has a Russian father, I think, or mother. Either way, he's part Russian. And he's his chief advisor, and he's dealing with Russia as well. So this, you know, Prague's you're idiots. You're complete idiots. Yeah, you're going after the wrong guy for a Russian tie. <clears throat> but I mean, you're, how you're saying this is a dangerous game you idiots are playing. It's a very dangerous game. The left is always playing dangerous games, but they don't care about the outcome because they don't really care about you. They're really deranged, Brian. They really are. They have, they have some kind of a mental illness. They do. It's called progressivism. Some call it liberalism. It's the same damn thing. They destroyed the label liberal. Now they're going back to progressive. They started progressive, and they ruined that label, and they came back as liberals. They've been messing with this country for over 100 years. And nobody has lived under the Constitution that is alive today. Guarantee it. Okay, so... The U.N. is over here trying to get our cities and our municipalities to go with this Paris Accord. That's their big thing. But people eating flamingos, dogs, and garbage over in Venezuela means nothing. Oh, we got our own problems. We worry about that. Yeah, just worry about the United States. What the hell? I thought they were globalists. Confusing, isn't it? I thought they were for human rights. That's why we created them. Yeah, they're for human rights like the UN's for human rights. I'm talking about the UN. <clears throat> oh, well, the UN's <laughs> not for human rights. Their idea of human rights is uh, having really big government. Your human your your human right is to be completely controlled by government, in their opinion. And coming over here and <clears throat> investigating us for absolutely everything that we... If we sneeze, the UN's on our butt. Well, the UN's not going to be happy until there's a global socialist empire they've already built the infrastructure it's the united nations and the world organizations the infrastructure is there already they've got everything in place to govern the whole world that's why i suggest we get rid of the united nations now you know and also the um clinton foundation i'm sure they were all tied in with this i'm sure the un's a little upset that they're gone but they they're like cockroaches they're just going to make another nest someplace else where you can't see it even though the Clinton Foundation's gone, they, they, they're not gone. The Clintons aren't gone. All the people that were involved in it aren't gone. And it doesn't matter if it's gone. It could still be investigated. Act, illegal actions during the time it was functioning, it's still a crime. Even if it's not in existence anymore because the people involved have still committed crimes and those people need to be prosecuted. It's not going to happen, but that's what should happen. It's getting warm in here. I didn't think it was supposed to be that hot today. It's you. Is it me? I am very comfortable. 
<clears throat> okay, so back to imposition of U.S. sanctions on state-controlled oil industry, since oil is the government's only source of revenue, according to Thompson. International organizations with influence over events in Venezuela are few, he said, <clears throat> noting that countries other than the U.S. have not proven capable of driving the situation to a resolution. Now, wait a minute. Are you trying to ask President Trump to get involved with this here? No, I wouldn't do it if I was him, not in a million years. You're just looking for a reason to prosecute me and uh, impeach me. I don't let Venezuela explode. It's not my country. Yeah, we have no actual, uh, we don't have, uh, I don't know, any interests over in Venezuela. Oh, and by the way. I read another article. I was going to put it in the ups and downs. He's rolling back our relations with Cuba. He's already called the ambassador back. He's rolling up, saying, uh, no. <laughs> we'll see. He's got to get rid of, he's got to put the sanctions back in place. And Man. he won't be able to do that quietly. How many temper tantrums do you think Obama, he, they probably have him and Hillary on sedatives right now. <laughs> They're all doped up. He's, Obama's <laughs> pissed. He is furious. What did he think was going to happen when a Republican president got in? I guess he thought it was, was going to be, be the other ones bushes. that are probably controllable. He thought it was going to be Jeb. He wasn't even Jebby. running, was he? Yeah. It didn't he, seem like it He was me. one of the 19 on the stage yeah. in the beginning, or 18, how many they yeah, were. He went fast. He thought Huckabee was going to be in, or maybe even, uh, who that was? Yuckabee? Uh, Kucinich. <laughs> Kucinich. Ohio, you people are idiots. Kucinich is a, is a demon crap. <laughs> this is the idiot show. You're all a bunch of idiots. <laughs> really, McCain? You've, they voted McCain in again? They're just afraid of voting a demon crap in. You know, and so they voted him in. What we need is someone good to run against him in the primary. So he never gets to the general, and then it's not an issue. I'm tired of uh, these cockroaches dying for, in office. He's not going to be up again for, what, six more years? That's the only way we can get rid of him, in a coffin. Well, you have to be willing to give up a seat to the other team. If you if there's no, no one running in the Republican primary against him, then your only option is to vote for a Democrat, get, let them in one turn, and then flip your vote next time around, assuming the Republican Party gets its act together. Uh, you might be just interested in voting independent for the rest of your life. I don't know. I know this one-party system sucks. That's why Trump blew it all up. That's why they hate him and they're trying to get rid of him. He's not part of the one-party system. He's not interested. He's interested in doing a good job. That's what he does. He does everything well. All right, um... Uh, international, international organizations with influence over events in Venezuela are few. The trouble with the Venezuelan crisis is that it never gets the attention it deserves, said Mike Gonzalez. Hey, your father's name. A senior fellow at the Heritage Foundation. Yeah, with a Z, like my main name. Yes. I am very pessimistic about Latin American countries using their influence on Venezuela. Brazil and Colombia are distracted by internal political turmoil of their own, said Gonzalez, while Mexican President Enrique Peña Nuete, Nueto, I think, has seen an ability to do himself some good 
by criticizing the actions of the Maduro government. Well, in Brazil, didn't they um, impeach the president, the yep. woman president of yep. Brazil? Yep. And and in the other one, they just physically removed ran them out, ran them out on a rail like we should be doing. Peña Nieto's administration has publicly expressed its dis- disapproval of the cancellation of elections, the use of military tribunals to try civilians, and the attempt to rewrite the Constitution. If Mexico was experiencing a similar situation of pain and difficulty as is happening in Venezuela, it would be inexplicable to Mexicans if the international community remained silent, the Foreign Relations Secretariat said in a recent statement. That's because most Mexicans are stupid. <clears throat> uh, uh, they are. They're uneducated, they're ignorant, and they're just treated horribly, and they, they, they're into this global governance. They, they think that would be the greatest thing in the world. Because then, after all, there would be no America where everybody's prosperous, in Mexico where everybody's poor. We'll all be poor. There's that song, When the Log Rolls Over. <laughs> Mexican Foreign Minister Luis Vidigari, Vidigari, really? I've never seen anyone like Vidigari. Told a gathering in Miami last month after an extraordinary session of the Organization of American States discussed the crisis that Venezuela has ceased to be a functioning democracy. It wasn't a democracy under Chavez. What the hell? Uh, are you yeah, talking there about? were still elections. He was still elected and blah. blah, blah. I think they stole the elections, of course, but that's what we do here. So, Yeah, that's what the UN says anyway. Well, Never we, investigate anybody else but us. Well, we're the ones that are the biggest thorn in their side, is the United States of America. Right now, second only to Russia. Well, that's Hence fine. all the Russian, hyping up Russian, 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 everything. Well, then they should be happy that we're pulling out of everything that has to do with the UN. They should be very happy if we're a thorn but we're in their not, side. But we should. Well, it's a start. Yeah, we could save trillions of dollars a year. Oh my God, if we because just... if we, when I say pull out of the UN, I said pull out of all oh, foreign the everything. world organizations <laughs> and all foreign. We fund aid. them. We are the one that funds them the most, and we will save trillions of dollars. And the world will now have to pay more money if they want the UN to still exist. But we're kicking them out of Manhattan. They're off the continent. I don't care where else they go. They're not in the United States. Well, the whole, the whole notion of the UN is unconstitutional. It really is there is a is the UN mentioned in the Constitution? I didn't find it. No, of course not. <clears throat> All right, so you're sitting around drinking a beer or having a mai tai, what have you, wondering how the heck can I listen to this live? Well, we have the same question. <laughs> Because for the last two weeks, we're constantly told every week we're going to go live Saturday and Sunday over at Red State. But every Friday, he changes his mind because he's too busy. So he said next he said next week last week, and then he said next week this week. So I don't know if it's going to happen next week or we're still going to be over here at CooperativeRadio.com doing a live show. But either way, it'll be 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday and Sunday either at uncooperativeradio.com or at redstotickradio.com. Flip a coin. I really don't know at this point. Uh, but if if I really get tired of the, I had to work my butt off, and then it didn't happen because he was busy. 
Uh, and so I've, I've been ready for two weeks. If I'd known that, I wouldn't have had to work so hard. So anyway, uncooperativeradio.com, where you can listen and download all our shows for free. And if you like apps for your phone, they have them there. Go to the bottom of the page. That's where all the apps are. Okay? They have they have the iPhone one. They have the Android one. They have tablets and iPad. So you're covered, pretty much. Um, <clears throat> we have a Facebook page. And if you're a Facebook person, please join, like, love, and all that stuff. But also contact support and ask them to release my page, please. This is the second page that they locked up. I made the second page because they didn't unlock the first page. And within a week, they locked the second page. And it's been locked up ever since. So just do a search for Uncooperative Radio. Uh, If you want my private Facebook, it's at BrianBonner90, spell it right. We have a Twitter page for the show. So actually a Twitter account for the show. So if you're a Twitter person, please go over at Uncooperative Radio over to Twitter and like, love, and the whole nine yards. I, I'm sure they're. I'm sure they're only allowing ten percent of my people to see my posts, or some nonsense like that. But uh, I have no way of knowing. But we know they do that. So get over there. More the more people we have is the more ten percent represents, right? Uh, more people, better. <laughs> you sound like a caveman. If you want my personal Twitter account, it's at. Brian Bonner, spell it right. We are rebroadcasted on redstatetalkradio.com and through them on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku, and don't forget the Amazon Echo. We have listener lines. If you're low on data, whatever the case may be, you don't have access to the internet, you can just call this number and listen and only listen to the show. There's a listener line for the Encore channel and a listener line for the Prime channel. They are listed on the the players on the right-hand side of the webpage at redstatetalkradio.com. There's also the call-in numbers. They're taking calls now. Yes, we're going to have to take calls when we go over there. But, well, I tried it for a month and nobody called, so I just I just got rid of Skype. Oh, hell, it. I, I don't need callers. Uh, I just, some people like to interact with talk shows. While you're over there, check out the Red State Talk Radio newsletter. It's free, and it's done by professional writers. You check it out, you'll like it. It's free. If you don't like it, just unsubscribe. We don't keep track. We won't know. But you should give it a shot, because you might like it. And we have paid commercials. You hear it from time to time. We try and keep it to the minimum. We try and keep it stuff you might be interested in. But we do not get paid for airing the commercials. We only get paid if people call the number in the commercial. So if you're interested at all about the commercials on our show, write down the number in the ad or we will not get paid and neither will the ad agency get paid. And that's just not good. So... Write down the phone number if you're interested and you're not going to call right away. Just write it down so you don't go get into it your own way because that's the only way we get paid, all right? And you don't have to buy anything. There, there's no obligation to buy. If you call that number, we get paid. All right. Is that it? Am I done with the spiel? You're done with the spiel. I, I got to push a button. Oh, push the button. Let's get a grip on immigration in these you 
Clang, Clang with a K.com, and of course that means it's time for Illegal Alien Invasion Report. And the war on Christmas. Christians continues if we get to it. If you hear a French rooster, it's because we had to open up the windows they in the studio. don't know what a French rooster sounds like. <laughs> he, it always, his crow ends with, huh. A little bit. <laughs> Stupid French rooster. The, oh. res- the rescue rooster. <laughs> He was, like, naked when we got him. Everybody, when well, we got this from, the person we got this from, um, every chicken that she had and rooster is now dead, except this one that we rescued. <laughs> Seriously, dead. All of them dead. Yep. And the ducks. All the ducks she had, dead. Yep. So, he was lucky, I guess. I'm not lucky because he attacks us. He was, he was lucky he got so abused by the other four roosters. That you felt sorry <laughs> that for That he him. lived instead of them. Hey, he got the last laugh, didn't he? Karma's a bitch. <laughs> Killery. The Butcher of Benghazi. From the Hill. Which I'm not impressed with, by the way, as a conservative organization. President Trump said Friday that undocumented immigrants, illegal aliens, who were brought illegally to the U.S. as children should rest easy and not fear deportation under his administration's efforts to ramp up immigration enforcement. Oh, come on, Trump. Get rid of DACA now. Get rid of these these kids. He's not. He's listening to Ivanka. Mm. Ivanka, whatever. Telling you. Ivanka. It's not in telling you i know what i know what her position is on everything she's a commie uh, most women go progressive it's it's not the average woman that becomes a a uh, conservative women like to feel you know feeling is good for demon grads because you can feel any way about anything it's not the rule of law it's feelings there's no feelings in the rule of law they don't like that and by the way, ladies and gentlemen, especially if there's any progs out there listening to us, my first lady did not get special treatment because she was married to Trump to become a citizen. And she worked hard for doing it. And I bet you she could take a citizenship test and blow anybody out there out of the water. Oh, because- the progs for sure. They don't know anything. They just right. know they're, they're talking about So get points. over it. And she does not agree with this immigration nonsense because she knows what it's like to want to be a citizen of these United States. I don't care if they were brought here illegally so it's not their fault uh i'm sorry but you know people suffer from being born to parents all the time you don't get to pick your parents but this is a we're talking about a country and do we want the country run by emotion or intellect by rule of law or by just tyrannical fiat you just pick your choices but I, I knew his heart was going to get in the way. I could just tell during the end of the primary that uh, the end of the, that it was going to happen. He, he he feels bad. He feels for people. He does. It's it's in some way it's it's strength. It's a strength. But in this case, it's a weakness. 
So President Trump said Friday that they don't have, the children that were brought here illegally don't have to sweat it, man. Basically. So that means their parents can stay too. Oh, what is he going to separate gonna, them? I don't want to break up families. Oh, 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 be mean. That'd be heartless. The, that's the point of the rule of law. Heart's not in it. You don't have to feel bad about enforcing the rule of law just because it's mean. Because it, it has no feelings, the rule of law. It, it doesn't feel anything. You're guilty or you're not. It's simple. You're following the law or you're breaking the law. It's simple. If you're here illegally, if you're brought here illegally by your parents, I don't care. You're an illegal alien. You must go back to your country of origin. <clears throat> the president told the Associated Press in an interview that his calls to crack down on illegal immigration aliens are focused primarily disconnected. You are now offline. Yes, we are. Run, out, run, run, and run because I'll continue with this. But uh, there might be no LTE right now. <clears throat> Which is why I wanted to use my phone and not yours, and I forgot. Um, where was I? Um, don't, all right. Our focus priorly removing criminals from the U.S. and are not geared toward the so-called dreamers. Trump's comments came on the heels of a lawsuit filed Tuesday alleging that a recipient of Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, DACA, which allows undocumented illegal aliens who came to the U.S. as children to remain in the country, was deported to Mexico. <clears throat> the Department of Homeland Security said that the individual, 23-year-old Juan Manuel Montez, had originally left the country on his own. Montez said he was forced out. He's lying. I know the story. He was not forced out. He went back to mexico to visit you can't do that when you're on when you're a daca because the minute you leave you go back to your country you're not permitted back in daca doesn't allow you to come in it just says they're not going to deport you while you're here which needs to go they all need to be imported i don't care who they are i'm sorry well we are educated don't you want the ones in college the dreamers can't shouldn't they be able to stay we could use them their education uh, we can't. We could use a billion people with education. We don't need illegal aliens with education. I suggest we let them go back to their countries of origin and s practice their trade there. Better that country. Not just stay here and take the... You know, these are all punks that, that we end up with in this country. Because they don't give a crap about their country. They don't want to fix their country. They, they want to live at high and large here and then send their money back and so their families can live off it and put money away so they can retire like kings in Mexico. They don't crap about their country. They're not going to change anything about their country. They just want to change things about our country because it makes it, well, it, makes it difficult for them to live this lifestyle they've become so accustomed to. And Mexico is accustomed to the money that comes back to their economy. They are vested in these illegal aliens. But they need to go. Mr. President, it's not your job to feel anything for anybody. You can privately feel all you want, but you must enforce the rule of law. That you took an oath to do. And DACA is violating the rule of law. 
So, Mr. President, man up. And it's, of course, the Montez guy's lies. He said it in an interview. He went back to visit, and they wouldn't let him back in. Now he's trying to say he was forced out. How did we force him out? How did we force him to go to Mexico to visit his family? How did we do that exactly? We didn't do anything to him. He went on his own accord. He he thinks his whole thing is a joke. That they can't do a thing about him. Because Obama said so. So now I'm free as a bird. I can do what I want. I can go to Mexico. I can come to America. I can do whatever I want. And turns out, not so much, Montez. Suck it up. And your lawyer's an idiot. There's no way any court's going to say that you should have been allowed back in when leaving was violating the terms of DACA would violate DACA. The contract is broken. It's broken by your defendant. He broke the contract, not the national government. We are experiencing technical difficulties. If you are on the phone, please stay on the phone. If you are listening, please continue listening. Brian will be right back. The changes in the military fostered by the Clinton administration have provided the opportunity to create an elite new fighting force. The Big K-1. Their mission? Nail Saddam Hussein. Well, who does this nails anyway? You're quiet, soldier. Uh, listen up, uh, man. Uh, we'll be leaving for Baghdad from Fort Dix. Let's go. Roberta Flack. I love her. We're here. We're on fire. We're flaming. And going down. Be with us again next time when the crack soldiers close in on Saddam. Oh, no. It's sand. It's a good thing I wore my combat song. On the Big K-1. And now from Hasbrola Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hasbrola bring you Digihad Joe action figure. Pull his string and he shouts Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final pull, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone... Thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Burqa Barbie. Hello, I'm Frank Bartles, and this here's my partner, James Brown. As the weather starts getting too hot, we hope you will reach for one of these. New Bartles and James Brown wine cooler. It tastes good! They come in three funky flavors. Gravity grape, 
down. Crime of passion fruit. Oh, kid, my And my personal favorite, papaya. Papaya's got a brand new bag. <laughs> It'll get you off faster than a big city lawyer. <laughs> and a single pack serves six to ten, just like James. <laughs> new Bartles and James Brown wine coolers. The cooler cooler, made in the cooler. Now behind bars everywhere. And, uh, thank you for your support. Our hidden cameras caught Mrs. Helen Grouse of Columbus, Ohio, in the act of shoplifting at an A&P store. We asked other shoppers if they'd be deterred from shoplifting if we punished Mrs. Grouse by killing her. Let's listen. Excuse me, ma'am. Have you ever shoplifted? Well, well, yeah, yes, I have. Oh? Yeah, on occasion I snitched a can of salmon or a jar of artichoke cards. Well, let me ask you this. What? Here is a woman we just caught shoplifting. Oh, boy. Now, if we were to punish her mm -hmm. by killing her mm -hmm. right now, would that convince you not to shoplift? Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of an impulse sort of thing, and I really doubt if you'd kill her. I mean, I'd have to say I, 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 I'd probably shoplift again. I see. Well, watch this. We are... Now, what have we done? Well, uh, you just shot her in the head. And would you say that she's dead? Well, her whole head is blown off. Yeah, she's she's dead all right, yeah. Now, let me ask yes, you again. Yes, yes. you think we've convinced you not to shoplift? Well, I have to say I'd never shoplift again. Why do you say that? Well, you just proved to me that you'd kill someone if they shoplifted. I saw it with my own eyes. You're not just saying that. No, no, no. I'm really convinced. You won't change your mind. Nope. I'll never shoplift again. At A&P, we won't stop trying till we make you say... We are... I have no idea. But that is something that is a good example of what they're talking about. Ford's patent number D78786157S credits inventors of the shape of the windshield. And it gives seven illustrations of the view of the new design. EFF filed numerous arguments in the Lexmark case, arguing consumers need to be assured that when they purchase a product, that they own it, can repair it, and even resell it. I agree, and these cell phones should be unlocked, period. But it's up to—I would leave that up to the market. So that's you and me. So please demand that all phones, all cell phones, be unlocked. I said at the beginning of the show it's the end of the show. What's wrong with you? When did you change that? Last show. All right. So you're sitting around drinking a beer, wondering, how the heck can I listen to these people live? I don't know. When you find out, tell me. <laughs> I'm serious. Right now, I am live on Spreaker. But I was supposed to be on RedStateTalkRadio.com live. But I can't be because one of the owners took a new job in Washington, D.C. and left the other owner in charge of everything, and he's completely overwhelmed. Uh, with all this going on, so we have no time to get together to, uh, because it might not work. I might not connect to the server because I couldn't last time. But he swears I can this time, so we're going to try it. Uh, but we're not trying it till next weekend now. Now, when next weekend comes, I might get another text from him saying things are too crazy. We can't do it this weekend. So I don't know. Either we'll be here on Spreaker at uncooperativeradio.com Saturday and Sunday. 5 p.m. Eastern Time, or we'll be on RedStateTalkRadio.com Saturday and Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Either or, I don't know. I'm without knowledge. That means I'm what? Agnostic? 
Yes, that means without knowledge, if you didn't know. Gnosis is knowledge. A being, it's Latin, so. Anyway, back to where can we hear. So that, I don't know. Uh, we can also be heard in iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Blueberry, Abadabadoo, iTunes, I don't know, with the, uh, the this one and the, that one. And I'm all over the place, really. Uh, from that, at your place, put my show there, or ask me to put it there, or ask the owner to put it there, whatever the case may be, and it'll be there. But it's all over, so you should be able to find it. Just do a search. All right, we uh, we also have a Facebook page. It's in Facebook Prison, but go over, join, like, comment, and really tick them off. Keep promoting the page, even though it's locked up. Maybe we'll uh, maybe they'll let it go. If you want my personal Facebook page, it's at Brian bon- not at it's Brian Bonner nine zero. Uh, Twitter account, personal one, Brian Bonner. And, of course, we have Uncooperative Radio. Just do a search for it. I think it's, uh, I won't tell you, because you'll, you'll know it when you see it. It'll be the, don't try to be flagged with my custom logo, so you won't confuse me with some other show. We're also rebroadcast on RedStateTalkRadio.com. Like it will be tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. But I don't know about next week if we're live. It won't be. <laughs> My life is up in the air, and I hate this. Especially since I spent so much time on this already. I would like to get it over with. So anyway, and through RedStateTalkRadio.com, you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku, and uh, the uh, yeah, the Echo, the Amazon Echo. And if you do Amazon, you like Amazon products like I do, please consider going to Smile.Amazon.com. That's Smile.Amazon.com, where you can choose a... Uh, charity that you want to donate to and one percent of all your purchases at smile.amazon.com will go towards whatever that whatever you choose now it is exactly the same as amazon.com it looks like amazon.com it has the same stuff as amazon.com it's a mirror of amazon.com as a matter of fact it's just like shopping on amazon.com except that f one percent of your purchase is going to go to the charity of your choice Certainly worth it. They got. I, I find mostly Amazon has the best prices. I always end up getting stuff from Amazon. Uh, and if you're a Prime member, you need to get free two-day shipping, which is very convenient for us because we have a very small window where we get to town. And uh, if it's, it, we need to get it there before we go to town. So, so that two-day shipping is nice. And nothing is free, of course. you got to pay a membership fee of, I don't know what it is now. I pay by the month. It's $11 a month. Ten ninety nine, but eleven dollars a month, which is more than it used to be at seventy five dollars a year. So I have to look into that because if that's the case, I got to start paying by the year if I want this. Because got to save money. Every dollar counts. Now, when you go to the web page at redstatetalkradio.com, not to be confused with Red State, it's redstatetalkradio.com. Okay, <clears throat> on the right hand side are the two players for. The Encore channel and the Prime channel. It's two channels, 24-7, grassroots, conservative, talk radio at one spot. How could you go wrong? So get over to redstatetalkradio.com. And over there, you'll see that they now have a call in line. They are taking callers. It is caller, old-fashioned caller talk radio. So you'll be able to call into the show if you want, interact with the show. And if you don't want, you don't have to. 
If you don't have the data or for some reason internet connection, well, if you write down the the phone numbers that are, it's right on the player, it'll say listener lines. Those you can listen to for free. You cannot interact with the show. You can only listen. But it's free of charge on our side. Anything else is up to you. While you're there, check out the Red State Talk Great Radio Newsletter. It's not the host. It's it's other things. So you, you, It's not going to be like just listening, reading what you listen to. It's going to be different. It's professionally done. You'll recognize some of the writers. I think you'll enjoy it. It's free. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, you can unsubscribe. We don't pay attention. Now, you may have heard our paid commercials. Because we do have some paid commercials. Most of it is parodies and sound bites and stuff to get you, you know, make a nice experience for you. But we need money too, so we have paid commercials. However, we do not get paid to air those commercials like regular radio. We get paid only when you call the number in the ad. So please, if you're interested at all in the product, jot down the number in the ad and call that number or we will not get paid, nor will the ad agency, and so that's not good, right? You want us to get paid for the advertisement, so always make sure if you're interested at all, there's no there's no requirement to purchase. Just call the number, and we get paid. So if you're at all interested, call the number and, and find out. Maybe you do want the product. If not, say no thanks and hang up the phone. Done deal. I also, when we get into this next segment, I just love how all of these cockroaches are coming out into the light about this stupid Paris Agreement because this was a really big deal, ladies and gentlemen. The rest of the world was counting on us being in this agreement because guess what? We were going to pay for all the rest of the countries. That's the little dirty secret that no one's telling. That's the gorilla in the room. We, just like NATO, and he's corrected, my president is correct on everything, and I love, and Brian and I keep saying it over and over, wait for it, okay? Because he's right. I mean, they're touting right now on the lame, on the, uh, well, actually Fox News, so it's lamestream media to me. Um, They're quoting his, what he was saying about the, you know, how terrorism, get rid of them in your, in your, you know, country, in your mosque, like he said in Saudi Arabia. They're quoting him now. When he was saying that, they were slamming him about everything he was saying. Now they're quoting him. And I'm going to tell you right now, before we get into this Paris, I am so sick and tired of hearing these apologists, especially for any brown person, including the brown pieces of crap from South, South and Southern America and Central America, telling me and telling the American people that if we stop these people from coming into our country, it makes us less safe because they're in their community. They can tell us how to get them catch these people before they do anything. Yeah, it's not, in their, crap. it's not in their interest to do that. That's a load of crap. Right. It's not their interest to do that. Islam's goal is to take over. You're going to tell me some punk that is an MS-13 is going to turn in his... His fellow punks? No, he's not talking about gangs. They're talking about terrorists here. No, they're also talking about, they also brought in their No one's going to rat on any gangs at the, any more than they voted, than they ratted on any other gang because MS-13 will cut them to shreds with machetes if they do. So they're not going to tell Nobody's going to tell you anything. And they also brought up in context. And by the like, way, Islam likes crime. So it's inherent in the religion. It's evil. So it's not a problem. They don't mind crime. They... I think it's normal. 
And in that context, she, this stupid idiot talking head brought up the same thing that's going on in his, our Hispanic communities. They're afraid and they Good. won't help us. They, they should won't be help afraid. Us. They should be afraid. And they don't help us anyway. I'm going to tell you right now, those communities, they're not going to help you because they're ghettos. Nobody helps the cops in ghettos. Nobody. Stitches. Stitches are for snitches is one of their sayings. So, uh, yeah, nobody wants to open their mouth at all because they'll get themselves dead. And maybe their family, too. What are you going to do? You're going to tell on the people that live in your neighborhood, that run your neighborhood, that are gangster gangsters. Are you you going to really you going to rat on them? How are the cops going to protect you from them exactly? They're not there all the time. See, you disarm people, and you put them in a ghetto, and all the good people don't have guns, and all the bad people do. And then they take advantage of the good people. It's a really crappy thing, but it's what happens when government does this uh, social engineering crap. Every time. Look at Europe. Really look at Europe. Have you? Have you done any really research to look at what is really going on over there? You really want to be that? Are you insane? The women are being raped by Muslims. And they're not doing anything about it. It's just, I'm telling you right now, I I I go taxi old taxi cab on it. Remember Taxi, the movie Taxi? Yeah, I'd go that old school on him. That's what I would do. I turn into that guy from Taxi. And what's the one from Charles Bronson too? He did that. He did a whole series of them. Yeah. (laughs) And they were all different. But yeah, it was it was he was a vigilante. Yeah, we'll go Charles Bronson on your butt. I like my no. I like my reference better. It's meaner, <laughs> and I'm in meaner. Uh, the way he started was pretty. Uh, matter of fact, wasn't as violent as it should have been. He, well, he started with a with a with a sock full of quarters <laughs> as his weapon, and it, hey, it works. Anything can be a weapon. That's a no. That's a that's a swinging weapon with heavy weight of all those quarters. Once you get that that momentum going, you hit somebody with it. Wow. Smack you upside the temple with that. Lights out. Okay, why did some firms support Paris Agreement? It's the Paris Accords. From World Net Daily, since well before former President Caesar Baracus Obaminus signed onto it as an executive agreement because he knew the Senate wouldn't ratify it. A number of large American corporations have supported the Paris Climate Accord. As the time neared when President Donald Trump would announce whether he would keep his campaign promise to withdraw from it, some signed an open letter advising him not to. Many corporations are household names. Adobe, Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Massachusetts... Facebook, Gap, Google, Hewlett-Packard, Enterprise, Intel, Johnson Controls, Levi Strauss, Microsoft, PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, and Unilever among them. Oh, by the way, there's a scam going on. Uh, There's an electric company. Starts with an A. Don't know what it is. But they're trying to convince people to sign up through them, even here in Montana, to get electricity. And they'll save them on the electricity. But here's the kicker. they This is their selling point. It's for progressives. The company 
takes its pro, pro, uh, percentage of its profits to donate to progressive causes. Don't sign up for that. I don't understand. How can they do stuff like that and conservatives can't? What We're supposed to be the business people, not, not the left-wing lunatics. Why would they do that? Let's take their stated reason one by one. First, strengthening competitiveness by requiring action by developed and developing countries alike. The agreement ensures a more balanced global effort, reducing the risk of competitive imbalances for U.S. companies. Lie. Trouble is, Paris, with no enforcement mechanism, doesn't require action by any countries. And the intended nationally determined contributions, INDC, by most developed countries committed themselves to no or next to no emission reductions, yeah, except for the U.S. In contrast, the Obamanists submitted U.S. INDC committed the U.S. to major reductions by 2025, long before giant emitters like China and India would even begin any change in their projected emissions growth. And India demanded over $2 trillion in subsidies, or it would do nothing. Second, you know why they did that? It's going to cost them, they figure, $2 trillion to agree to this. You you pay for it. They're not going to pay for it. Who do they want to pay for it? The UN wants us to pay for it. Second, creating jobs, markets, and growth. By expanding markets for innovative clean technologies, the agreement generates jobs and economic growth. U.S. companies are well positioned to lead in these markets. Withdrawing from the agreement will limit our access to them and would expose us to retaliatory measures. Access to what? Solar panels? All the evil oil companies sell solar panels, make and sell solar panels, because they're not just oil companies, they're energy companies. So they would benefit greatly by this. The big energy companies, Exxon comes to mind, Mobil, BP, they all make solar panels. They're not just, they they got a hedges bet. Oh, we got to go. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.